ますその瞬間に日本武道館から大きな拍手が起こりました白覆面の魔王ザ・デストロイヤーリングに立ちました皆さんこんばんは先週特別一番今日あなた一番<笑> This is my son, Kurt. <笑>今息子さんにも一言しゃべるとマイクを向けるデストロイヤー皆さん今日来てくれて津波のためにありがとうございます Thank you very much. 1万7000人超満員札止めの日本武道館のファンが今デストロイヤーに大きな拍手を送りました先週は日本武道館のステージに立ちました今日は日本武道館のリングに立ったザ・デストロイヤーですデストロイヤー公演を終えます Richard J. Beyer. Richard was born on July 11, 1930, and passed away on Thursday, March 7, 2019. Richard was a resident of Ak- Akron, New York, at the time of passing. Dick was a graduate of Syracuse University, where he earned his degrees in physical education and administration. Later in his life, he would receive the Syracuse University Letter of Distinction Award in 2009. He was an Army veteran, having served with the U.S. Army Reserves from 1950 until 1958. He played Santa Claus at area hospitals, orphanages, retirement homes, Masonic lodges, And homes for mentally disabled children. Along with many other awards and recognition from wrestling organizations and groups, including but not limited to the American Cancer Society Relay for Life, Masonic Lodge No. 527, Akron Newstead Rotary, Gulf Coast Wrestlers Reunion, Common Council of Buffalo and Universal Martial Arts Federation. Family and friends may gather to share thoughts, condolences, and fond memories on Thursday, March 14th from 5 to 8 p.m. And Friday, March 15th from 3 to 8 p.m. I'm not going to give the address, but that was the obituary、um, for Dick Beyer, the Destroyer. This is Wrestling is Gross, episode 7.、Uh, the date today is, well, the recording date, March 14th, the first day where you could go to the visitation of、uh, the Destroyer, Dick Beyer. It will be coming out, hopefully, on March 15th, the other day that you can go to.、Uh, A certain church in Akron, New York, to celebrate the life of the destroyer Dick Beyer.、Um, this is Wrestling is Gross, number seven. My name is Bucky. My name is Siobhan. 
and this is a podcast about gross shit, shit that would normally make you throw up, but tonight we're going to talk about shit that's going to make you cry. Um, what they <laughs> they don't mention in this obituary, they, they allude to wrestling, uh, but they don't mention uh, that he was a motherfucking pimp with a weird-looking body who could bump and hit those ropes really fucking hard. Um, he wore a gross mask that looked like a, you know, pair of Mack Weldon underwears, underwear, uh, that he cut three holes in, um, and that he could bleed, and he could fly, and he was hated, and he was loved. Also, he owned a golf course. Um, what, what was your experience with the Destroyer before, before this? He is just sort of an eminent figure, I feel like. I feel like he's very under-discussed by, for like, one of the most famous American wrestlers of all time. He's definitely under-discussed in American wrestling, and for being the reason being that his fame is almost entirely based off of Japan, but, like, his fame in Japan is that he's one of the most famous fucking wrestlers ever. Yeah, he's, uh... He's fucking... A- he, I mean, the biggest ratings ever... Right. For a match. Right. That's, uh, I think, you know, it's a, it's a weird thing to, to talk about the destroyer in terms of American wrestling because he's an American wrestler. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I might look into some of that. Uh, I did, I did read some things, um, about his history, uh, in the U S but, uh, tonight, since the footage is lacking, of course, for a lot of American wrestling in the sixties and seventies tonight, we will be, uh, discussing four matches from Japan as we are wont to do, love to do four matches, love to go two and a half hours on four matches. Um, I don't know if we're going to go two and a half hours on this one, but I think it's possible. Um, who knows? I mean, I will say, you know, you know, for, for the folks who are joining us, they know that this is a sad occasion. <laughs> but, yeah. um... <laughs> it is though it is, but legitimately <laughs> here's the thing it is yeah. um this like we'll get more into like the over because i think after you watch like like i mean after you watch like some matches after in the course of this man's passing you gain like a greater appreciation all that's just natural but it's like sort of like you know about him is i mean He's he, uh, iconic. He, the reputation holds up is all I'll say. From he, like, like to keep it short. Yeah, no, it's 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 interesting to watch somebody that has such a uh, iconic, you know, f- I say I was going to say face, but you know, uh, physical visual figure that visage. Yeah, vis- yeah. V- uh, did you say visage? I usually go with visage, but I think visage is right. But I don't know why I always pronounce it as visage. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, it's uh, it's regional. Um, no, I I think it's I think it's important to recognize his work in the U.S. Uh, we didn't watch any of it. I saw there's five minutes of him facing Vern Gagne uh, from like '68 wrestling as Doctor X. Um, in Chicago in the AWA. Um, I'm sure some of this footage is, I'm sure all of it is great, uh, but unfortunately most of it is uh, incomplete. Um, but the cool thing about Japan is their, uh, their, their skill of digital preservation. Um, so we have in pretty high quality, uh, video, um, a lot of stuff from the sixties and well, not a lot of stuff from the sixties, but a lot of stuff from the seventies, all Japan classics, uh, which ran on Gaura, or was that right? 
Gaora? Gaora? I, I, can't, I, I can't. It's hard to pull <laughs> off. Um, I, I I was either that or Samurai TV uh, would would run um, uh, cleaned up digital remasters, um, for lack of a better term, I guess, um, of classic old uh, '70s matches. That's why we have so much like great Terry Funk uh, from the era, and you've got tons of Baba and and Dory Funk and just you know guys that we wouldn't have. We wouldn't have footage of their primes if it weren't for uh, the preservation of all Japan and New Japan. Um, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there and very watchable quality, um, and it's great. It's really nice. And thanks thanks to the Ditch and like people like Jetlag, and you know, lots of people out there putting the shit online for what the last fifteen years, we've been able to to consume all of it when a lot of it, in theory, should have been lost. You know. Um, so, that's that's my <laughs> that's my yeah. intro. Um, we, we'll get to some of the other flavor um, here in between matches because there's a lot to Dick Byer, uh, to the Destroyer, to Richard J. I can't figure out that middle name. It's, I'm sure it's probably not that hard to find. We're just gonna go with J. Uh, the Destroyer, aka Doctor X. Uh, we've got four matches, and the first, if I'm not mistaken, is from 1974, All Japan. Is this July 25th? I believe so, yes. Uh, this is The Destroyer versus Mil Mascaris. Uh, Mascaris. How do you feel about that? Mascaris? Let's just call the motherfucker Mill. Yeah, Mill. Because that's good. Yeah. And that's good enough. Um, and this is the end of the uh, summer action series of All Japan. Oh, wow. uh, At the... Japan National University Gymnasium. They ran this place only a couple. They, put, they ran this place like once a year. It seems like okay because we also have a we have a match the year after that's at the same place. So it's like a weird building that you that I guess didn't have air conditioning or something. Cause <laughs> like, it's cool looking, but it's like oh yeah, they do not. Nobody runs this freaking place anymore. And I don't know. Yeah, there's I mean, a lot there's, of sweat. I can say that that definitely yeah. it definitely comes off as a place that is not well ventilated. Um, so what is that building again? Just I had the Japanese National University. Okay. Uh, gymnasium. gymnasium. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. Don't quote me. If, it might be Tokyo. I think Tokyo Union or something like that, but it doesn't. Interesting. It doesn't matter, though. I, so I, 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 I am always interested in larger venues in Japan that you you don't see run much anymore or at all or were you know destroyed or whatever. Um, so yeah, this match. Uh, this is a long running feud. Mil Mascaris, uh, obviously, pr- probably the. Probably the most famous luchador outside of Mexico. Do you think that's fair to say? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I, obviously, Santo or whatever would be bigger um, within Mexico for the film career and everything. Uh, I don't know who else would who else would you put in that that scale? Um, Paraguay Senior, Cien Caras. Uh, nobody, Blue Demon. Is, uh, nobody touch. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, Blue, nobody else touches. Uh, Wagner Senior. Nobody else touches uh, Santo. But sure. Mascaras is mostly, mostly off the, of his Japanese and American careers. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Mascaras worked the WWF a ton. Um, he's he's been all over the place. Um, so yeah. Um, these two wrestled a few times uh, in Japan over the years. Um, the first thing I notice uh, is Destroyer hops in the ring over the top rope like he's Marty Jannetty or something. Um, 
immediately reminding you that this guy looks like, you know, your dad, but he can jump over the top rope and look very athletic doing so. Um, do you have any thoughts on the pre-match here? Um, Mil Masters' uh, sombrero poncho yes, yes. combo. <laughs> that is wild. He does not look super comfortable in it. <laughs> I assume because it's five thousand degrees in that freaking building. Oh, they made uh, him wear it too. They put it on. Yeah, it. of like, course. <laughs> I, I think it was like, guys, uh, this, well, what is this? Um, it's it's very weird. It's it's but it's like, and it's just Detro- destroyer. Just has like his like you know his his windbreaker jacket. I mean, he looks. He does. He looks like such a dad. I mean, he's what? He would have been 44. Is that right? Okay. He had 19, yeah, yeah 19, 1930s when he was born. Um, old, old as hell, for, relatively, for like the stuff he's doing in this. I mean, yeah. this isn't... We'll see throughout this. This dude, he, he aged like fine wine for a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I you know, and I, I think, I don't know when his career started. I don't have any of this written down. Um, I should actually look that up, but... The majority of the work that we have on tape from, you know, because tape wasn't a fucking thing. If you, if you, if you have footage of, of a wrestler from the 50s or 60s, it was, it was shot on film. You know, all that, all that great Chicago, uh, like, uh, uh, Wrigley Field, Comiskey Park, whatever it was, uh, footage that went on YouTube in the last couple of years. Um, that stuff is all on film that was, and then, uh, somebody decided to, convert it to digital footage, which is amazing. Um, but yeah, uh, looks like Dick Byers' wrestling career began in 1954. He was 24 years old. Um, and man, the picture of him um, on Wikipedia, he, his mask is all bloody. It says, uh, Destroyer Dick Byer in 1973. I wonder what match that's from. Uh, too bad we didn't catch that one. Um, I also noticed at the beginning of this, uh, crazed white woman jumps in the ring to give Destroyer some flowers. Now, I don't know if that's his wife or just somebody that was, at, you know, just there in the crowd. Um, who really knows? But I, I noticed that she stuck out like a sore thumb. Um, and then they make... <laughs> Joe Higuchi hands each of the guys uh, something to read before the match. Um, like a little piece of paper, and I don't know if this I, is... <laughs> like, what was this? I, I assume this was the rule set okay. or something. Yeah. And it's very Mill, his look on it is like, get get this shit out of my fucking hands. Like, he <laughs> totally is like, he looks over and I'm like, okay, I'm, did, I'm done with this. It's so Did funny. somebody, like, did Baba write, uh, you know, rules in English and Spanish for these guys to read? I don't know, I just assumed Higuchi was just trying to get them to read an excerpt from his novella. Or something like some poetry, some Joe Higuchi poetry, um, which has got to exist somewhere. Look at the man. Feedback on the intro to my screenplay, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I, opening I, scene. <laughs> they're at a cafe. Oh, yeah. man. Joe Higuchi is a, a very visible presence in these matches. Uh, I, I think probably the, the greatest referee of all time. Is that fair to say? I don't have any qualms with that now. Okay. Um, so, another thing I noticed right off the bat is I'm reminded that bodies were shaped differently back in these days. Um, the, the build of Mil Mascaris, he's got a very strange shape to him. Um, and he moves in a different way. He feels like an alien who like just put on the skin of a human, you know? Like Yeah, he, he kind of... He, because he's, he's obviously 
he's not like tall, tall, but he's like luchador tall. He's tall like yeah, yeah. the Dinamitas are tall. And he kind of, but he looks like, like, like the like final Pokemon Evolution version of like Quatrera or something. Okay, right? Okay, sure. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I know exactly he, he what you like mean. This, <laughs> he does. He he looks. He's built. He does yeah. not look like he's some twenty four year old dipshit. Yeah, he is ready to. I mean, he's ready to goddamn grapple on this sweaty ass mat. Yeah, but so that's the it, thing. Is he, I I do feel like he doesn't move. Like a like he like he, he he looks like he's grappling for the first time in a sense. He's walking for the first time. Um, have you ever seen uh, Nicholas Rogue's The Man Who Fell to Earth with David Bowie? Yes. Okay, so he's very Thomas Jerome Newton um, in, in, a, in, a, in a luchador sense. I think he's he's got a very uh, otherworldly quality to him. Um, I don't know. I, I I think it's weird to watch him work. I've always thought he was a strange, strange worker. Um, good. Uh, people will shit on Mil Mascaris a lot because he's an egotistical piece of shit. Uh, he wouldn't drop losses to anybody. Um, but I like his work. How do you feel about Mill in general? Yeah, I think that's. I think it's like fair to say that he's definitely like a dick and <laughs> uh he could be very lazy have you ever seen the match uh from a, a real world tag league it's him and Oscaris versus uh hansen and brody and it's the match and the, the that sounds terrible he, that sounds terrible yeah <laughs> yes the pair of the pairings of uh brody and Mill are yeah. they don't want they literally are not cooperating. Yeah, that sounds and, but awful. It's, but it's not it's they're not shooting. Of course, they're just like like lift up for an atomic drop, and then it's like yeah, okay, that happened. Then you did that. I don't give a shit. They just get out of here. Then it's like yeah. and then Hanson and those guys two two all time effort guys. I feel like sure. especially Hanson. Um, you know, are like oh shit. Uh, all <laughs> right, well, like they get in there, and it's like well. These are our guys, right? Yep. Yeah. It's like, uh, the, the husbands, the brother, and you, your weird Texas friend. The Hanson Brody team um, always... Uh, we I just told you earlier today that I'd like to do a, an episode where we just talk about Hanson and teammates that he's had. And I want to do Gordy, and uh, I want to do, you know, Tenryu. I want to do Vader. Um, I don't want to... We, we will not talk about a Brody match in that. I don't oh, think. No, no, we don't need to. In fact, um, I think we can probably say we'll never talk about a Bruiser Brody match. We'll never cover one. We might mention it in passing like we've just done here. I can't see us ever actually watching a Brody match. Unless it's like one of the Carlos Colon ones. Yeah, that's it. Maybe, uh, maybe something from World Class or some goddamn like, I don't know, Southwest Sure. Like discovery. Yeah. But even that's like some footage idea. that is not online now, but may become available in 2021. One of those things that you like, someone would tell us, someone we trust would be like, "I swear, this is yeah. good." Yeah. We're not. Like, we don't have a list of Brody shit. Yeah. Uh, like, Matt, maybe, Matt D like, is on matches. That's it. That's it. Really. <laughs> Matt D is like pimping some Brody match hardcore, and we're just like, Matt D, you need to get some sleep. Uh, yeah, it's like you, you, you got children. You don't need to be talking about Joe Blanchard versus uh, Brody. <laughs> okay, so um, the the match is good. Uh, the match is really good. I think um, first fall, all, almost all three of these singles matches are are two out of three falls because that's how they did it in these days, uh, and it's a great format. I think. Um, 
they start out with some very convincing looking, you know, grappling, I think, uh, until like Mel Maskers grabs like a Boston crab that looks like shit. Uh, again, a guy performing the move for the first time. And then there's a moment where, um, Mascaris does like a back roll out of a sequence and the crowd applauds. Um, and it was very proto US indie work rate bullshit. Uh, yes. <laughs> where the, where the guy, where, you know, Ricochet and Osprey will do, uh, we keep saying his name in this fucking podcast. Ricochet and Redacted, uh, do like some. Ricochet major- and Matt Seidel. There you go. Matt Ricochet Seidel's and. Good. Yeah, like him. yeah. Ricochet and Matt Seidel do, uh, some Matrix bullshit and then they duck each other's spin kicks and then they square up and nod at each other approvingly. So I want to know, do you believe that Mil Mascaris might have been the original prototypical U.S. indie spot monkey? Ah, uh, that's it. Because I mean, he's here's the thing, because he is good. He's he's good. Yeah. I, I I I enjoy Ricochet him a lot is good. Match. Ricochet is also good, right? Yeah, what yeah. You... Matt Seidel is also good. We're yeah. not saying that other fucking guy's name. Matt Seidel rules. He got fired for smoking fake weed. And How, then got what a legend. banned from a country for importing weed oil. That's that dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, what a man. I yeah, love him. Love him. Um, we will we, find we'll, Evan indeed. We'll, we'll we could we might get around to a. Matt Seidel match at some point. He probably will appear in something. Um, great, fantastic shooting star. Uh, I, I mostly rate uh, indie workers from the 2000s on how how pretty their shooting star is. Uh, which, again, Ricochet, very good. Um, <laughs> so, Destroyer throws some short forearm stra- smashes, and it gets pretty nasty. Um, and then there's this moment, and it gets really gross... <laughs> Uh, there's a moment where Mill puts Destroyer in like a kind of groin stretcher where um, Destroyer's face down on the canvas, Mill grabs his legs and just stretches them as wide as they can go. Um, and he's just, it's just stretching out the groin, right? And and I'm like, oh, this is weird. Um, and then it gets really weird because Mill just kind of headbutts Destroyer right in the butthole. Yes, right in, the, right, right in like the, the butthole to taint region. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Destroyer known uh, for his long taint, of course. Yes. I swear one of them cuts, a, one of them does also cut a fart within the same <laughs> sequence. Awesome. That's how, how many times have you ever noticed that in a match? I can never, only really forget. Never. One other match. It's, um, from Erseon. Er- I don't actually know how to say it. In 99, okay. uh, Mariko Yoshida versus Hiromi Yagi. Great, great match. I've always said Arjun, but that's definitely not uh, right. I don't know how to say it. Okay. Yeah, and you, and it's like a weird, it's like a weird, a very rubbery canvas, which also, like, you can hear, but also at the same time, but this is, like, unmistakable that Mariko Yoshida rips one. Okay. I can, I can it's see weird. it. Yeah, tough chick. That's, um. what, that's your, sometimes you gotta listen it's like that match. You know what? I I now that I know that it happens, I will not listen to it with the sound on because I am not Teddy. <laughs> uh, shout out to Teddy, the the uh, the, the fart lover, um, which is I I could I gotta come up with something more creative than that, but I think just fart lover Teddy that should be his his screen name. Um, I I bought an um I bought an acupressure thing um okay because I I get migraines and. Like I, I was feel, and it'll it'll make sense in the end. Okay. And I put like, it doesn't matter put, if it does or doesn't. <laughs> Just go off. And I put it in, you know, like the midpoint of like where your index finger and your thumb are, or like there's like seventy five fucking veins in okay, there, and all sure. it's like all the blood flow. And it's like I put it in there, and it's like 
I can, like, breathe. Okay. And it's, like, I feel like I'm fucking going for dimensions. It's a great feeling. And I'm, like, I am the six-fingered alien of 1200 IQ, like Teddy's bio. Okay, oh, okay. God. That was my immediate thought. I need to log the fuck off. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good when you start when you start uh, seeing the code uh, in the matrix in front of you, and it's all just weird wrestling Twitter bullshit. Um, Shouts out to uh, Skyler for uh, asking Bix how uh, to measure his own ass. Um, So we get a our first high speed rope running sequence, um, which is cool. you remember that this is Lucha Libre, kind of. Um, Mill attacks Destroyer with a series of jumping headbutts, or topes, right? Isn't that sort of what a tope is? Yeah, Just yeah. a flying headbutt is... to a standing opponent, right? Yeah. Um, like, the tope suicide is explicitly the suicide. That's su- the because going the f- Yeah, because you're going out of the ring. Right. But it's just tope is just that. F- flying, your feet leave the ground, you land full force with your body hitting the mat, uh, but before you do, you hit your fucking head on the other guy's face. Uh, it's a tope. I don't know what it means in Spanish, but it's a, yeah, sure. Uh, head first strike, uh, is what I'm gonna go ahead and say it means in Spanish. Um, Destroyer moves on, like, the third or fourth one, and Mill just smashes his weird fucking face into the corner pad. Um, and then Destroyer finishes the first fall with a top rope knee drop, which feels like an insane high spot. Um, yeah. So, I, 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 watching this, I didn't think about it being a, a three falls match, but I immediately figured it out. Obviously, the length of the file, and just knowing the rhythms of, you know, wrestling. <laughs> it's just yeah, we have we have seen some wrestling. We so have. It's like okay, have. yeah, and we will see more. Uh, <laughs> it's good. Wrestling is good, um, mostly. Um, so. Second fall begins with Mill on the defensive, and Destroyer rocks his ass with some downward elbow strikes to the back of the head and neck. Hits like a neck breaker, which also caught me off guard as a Oh, hell yeah, move. that neck breaker looked fucking nasty, too. It was awesome. It was, you were not, I wasn't expecting that, I don't know. It looked, it looked, it looked, and it's like really funny if you like, if, without context, if that happened in, if that, it will look like a good neck breaker in 2019. Sure. In 1974, that looked like the fucking sickest shit you'd ever see. Yeah, I, I was surprised they didn't, like, get a big near fall or even, even, like, the, the match didn't just end. Um, uh, yeah. one of my favorite moves of the 70s is the giant bob and neck breaker drop, which is basically just a running clothesline. Uh, or it's, you know, obviously the Tanahashi sling blade. Uh, that's just a 360 neck breaker drop, right? Yeah. Um, so just picture that, except the guy's just running for, I, you know what I'm talking about, but for people listening who don't watch a lot of Giant Baba matches, which is fair, uh, he is an acquired taste, uh, one of the greatest of all time, but an acquired taste for sure. Um, he just runs at a guy with his arm stretched out, and he sort of does a lariat, but not really. He's not swinging his arm, he just catches them by the neck and just drops them, uh, and drops with them. Um, and- uh, he's 6'10", and what the fuck are you going to do about it? Yeah, and he's got weird, skinny arms, and they cut deep. That's like They're like little knives. Um, I love I love a, a, all the neckbreaker variations. They're all good. Even Christopher Daniels' roll the dice thing, um, which is not what he called it. That's what Reno and WCW called it. Uh, little aside there. <laughs> good move. Uh, all of them are good. Um, so... This goes some places. Uh, Mill finishes the second fall with a crossbody, which was his finish, right? Yeah. That's like his whole thing. Um, 
and then we we move into like a a, a pretty hot third fall. Uh, Mill pile drives destroyer and destroyer kicks it too, um, and it's just like oh, I don't know, you know, like how protected was the how protected was the pile driver in seventies all Japan? Probably not that much, you know. Nah. F- finishes in all Japan in the seventies and eighties mostly came on uh, disqualifications, right? I mean. Yeah, just like, uh, screw this. This is, we're out of control. We're done. We're yeah, done. nobody wanted to put yeah. each other over. Um, that's just a, a part of wrestling in that era. And that, that's not exclusive to all Japan. That's, that's all of Japan as well as most of the U.S. Um, except- and it's fine as long as you bleed and you make the other person look good. Yeah, I'm if okay. I'm, I want to say I'm okay with a non-finish and, and like 75% of the time, uh, if you go schmoz with the finish, I'm fine with it. I like it. It's if 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 we're if we're playing up the illusion that these are two unhinged maniacs who are out for blood, then it makes sense that the fight wouldn't end decisively. When does a fight in real life ever end decisively? Well, it does sometimes, but a lot of times it gets broken up, you know, uh, and it just ends with two people yelling at each other while they both bleed from the nose. Like that's in in my experience how a lot of fights end. Not all yes. fights, but. You know, very rarely has uh, a fight I've ever been experienced, ever been party to, ended with a series of like trade of like German suplexes being traded and two point nine 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 counts and shit like that. No, just it just ends because it's just like you know this guy is a fucking old piece of shit and this guy is like a young piece of shit they both hate <laughs> each other and that's the dynamic at play and, and their girlfriends are yelling them like go go darren or whatever the guy <laughs> whatever this guy's name is i don't know if darren's the young piece of shit or the old piece of shit in the scenario but one of their names is darren and eventually the cops come and that's that um so destroyer locks on a figure four um, and I don't, I've, I've seen probably five destroyer matches before this. Uh, one of which we watched in this, um, which was the Ricky Dozan match that we're going to get to later, which I didn't realize I had watched until we got to the finish. And then I was like, oh yeah, I remember this. Maybe I've just seen a gif of it. Who fucking knows? Gifs are matches now. Um, <laughs> destroyer locks on figure four and f- photographers maniacally jump up on the apron and start snapping photos. Um, and I, you know then I realized that this must be a protected finish in Japan. This must be a thing for Destroyer. Um, it's like when Terry or Dory puts on the, the spinning toe hold. Um, and, uh, I don't know. Destroyer has to break the hold. Um, they roll until Destroyer's literally holding Mill in a figure four on the apron. Which yeah, you is- get like a half of a, half the, like half of your, uh, classic inverted Indian Deathlock spot, but then it just rolls back for, like, it's teased, it's like, oh, and it's like, no, it's just like, and then you get to, uh, but their, like, legs are locked, like, he could break, he's trying to break the hold, ostensibly, because he doesn't want to get disqualified, but he can't, yeah. because their legs are so intertwined. They're tangled, and, yeah, for sure, and Ho- Joe Gucci doesn't know what to do. I was going to bring this up, okay, what are your thoughts on the figure four as a submission? Um, I mean, have you ever been in one? I have. It hurts like shit. 
um, because it hyper extends the straight leg. A lot of people think so. A lot of I've seen a lot of indie wrestlers uh, lock on a figure four or get locked in a figure four, and then they sell. So obviously the four is the I'm doing it again. I've got the one leg up. You can't see me. Yeah, visual. This is an audio podcast. Um, but the the one leg obviously is draped over the other. Um, I've say I've got my right leg. It's bent and turned, so my ankle is across my straight leg, my left leg. Um, and then a lot of people would sell that that uh, bent leg, but that's not what it is because the foot is putting pressure. The uh, the person applying the figure four is putting the pressure on the ankle um, of the bent leg, which is then pushing down the knee of the straight leg, hyperextending the knee. Um, it's fucking awful. Yeah, I will say, but I actually, I will say, the thing of it is, though, is that even though it is, the point is to, like, the beauty of it, the why it does, it is effective, and, like, this iconic hold is that the other leg still feels like fucking shit, and it's still like, oh, what the hell am I going to do with my leg? Yeah. What am I going to do with this bent-ass leg? <laughs> what am I going to do with my leg? I know, it's like, you're, like, screwed. It is, like, if you get put in that, like, shoot, but, like, you know, like, I mean, well, like, dicking around, like, uh, we're wrestling, whatever the fuck. I am or, thinking about Charlie not Murphy. Not in a gross way. Charlie not, Murphy you know, like putting a, in a figure like, four on Rick James now. Yeah, with, in your damn, uh, in, like, in your goddamn, um, you know, with your peers, not with adults wrestling. Sure. Wrestling with peers. Sure. And you don't know what the hell to do with your leg. Like, what do you do? It's like, it is really hard to escape it. It is... I think this is the thing of submissions. Like, it's sort of weird. Like, extended submission finishes... It's weird. I don't know. I have I have multiple thoughts. It's sort of... Like, it doesn't need to be... Like, it's weird to think, like, shoot and a style and lucha are the two that have the most immediate, like, ends off of submission holds. Sure. And those are the two most disparate, theoretically. Sure, but but American wrestling, or, I mean, this is not American, but figure four is an American hold, right? And, yeah, yeah, it it lends to long, dramatic sequences where a person is trying to escape. Yeah, um, Hashimoto Zangief has fucking insane... I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in a long time. It's like a minute in that... It it feels like in that match, it's just a seven-minute match, but it's a full-ass minute. It feels completely... As if you like it's too much of the match at all. It feels insanely intense. And you're like, that's fine. It is, it, it's perfect. It, it's one of those things that I, it, you know, it's overused by sometimes, but like a good one and the destroyer had a fucking good one is always impressive. You're always happy with that. Well, and you got to consider like the most, the most, um, prominent famous figure four leg lock is of course rick flair's and he rarely finished a match with it you know um it was a move that was made to be escaped in dramatic fashion um and then he would win by cheating or whatever um so yeah, yeah. uh this uh leads directly into uh arguably the high spot of the match where uh, Destroyer has to break the hold and then starts to attack the leg like a fucking psycho. Um, he's He drapes Mill's leg over the bottom rope and then does the thing where he launches off the ropes and lands butt first on the leg, um, which is a classic old school attacking of the, of the leg. Um, but like on the third try, Mill figures it out and he places his boot right between Destroyer's ass cheeks 
and just <laughs> launches him over the top to the floor. Jesus Christ, insane bump. Oh my god. It's pretty bonkers. Um, he lands hard on the hip, um, and I, that might be a, a thing that we gif. I'm, I, I'm not sure what the gif is for this. Uh, it might be the finish to Ricky Dozan, actually. Um, but yeah, he uh, he lands hard, and then he takes another bump through the ropes. Um, it has a Hamburg versus one two free kid like level of. I wasn't fucking seeing that coming. Like if you weren't see- expecting that, is that like, like the the first time that Hamburg did the Hamburg bump? Well, I think it's like it's the most famous one. I think because but people aren't that familiar with Hamburg and get get familiar with uh, Confederate currency Chris Hamburg. He's, sure. he's great. Well, and but even if you're not thing- familiar, uh, you've seen Alberto Del Rio do that bump, and it's sick when he does it too. So it's like, good at, it's one of the best bumps, but it's yeah. like it's a level of just like through the ropes, and you're like, why? Why was that bumped? Uh, like in terms of like necess like necessity, mm-hmm. but it was it was done because it was fucking cool. Like yeah, it, it, he did it, and the destroyer was a goddamn maniac. Yeah, he's doing full like his- Buddy Rose shit here to get Mill over. Um, yeah, it's, and it kicks Mills, ass. Like Mill's like selling. I mean, he's selling his ass off. His legs are done. Yeah. Yeah, no, and Mill, Mill is good here. I do think Mill is good. Um, it does feel like this is sort of Destroyer's match that he leads him through it. Um, but Mill is game and works hard. Um, we get a great two heads bonking off each other uh, spot off of a rope run sequence that I was shocked wasn't the finish. I thought this was for sure a double knockout. Um, but then then they lead directly into the finish. Um, do you want to... You, can you describe what happens here? Okay, so this is sort of a... So, we get a rope running, and Mill goes for uh, the leapfrog over the running, but which is what caused that first destroyer for the bump for the middle ropes. Mm-hmm. But destroyer catches him and hits him in the knees and just kills him dead. But here's the thing: if you look at it the first time. I swear it looks like he it looks like he hit him in the nuts, right? So he did, and I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that's what we're supposed to believe here. I have no clue. But no, I guess, that's how I have it I, written down. Uh, I, Destroyer's head goes right into his nuts. Um, it goes right into his nuts. Is yeah. How to describe it? Yeah, and then Higuchi uh, calls for the bell because Mill can no longer continue on account of his broken ass nuts. Um, <laughs> his nuts are dumb, but it's like at the same time when I was watching this, I was like. It's because his knees are da- is shot. I mean, his knees would also okay. be shot too. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. it's a weird I, so, ending, but it's cool. I think I you could it. believe that Mill couldn't get the height on the leapfrog because his legs were hurt hurt so bad. And then, yes, destroy. I, I'm 100 percent sure because of what follows that the 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 canonical finish to this is that Mill goes for a leapfrog, doesn't get high enough. Destroyer rams his head into his balls. Yeah, Destroyer man with a, a one the few white men with a hard head sure. gimmick uh, joining Ian Rotten. Sure, we didn't talk about that in the Ian Rotten episode, but that's actually one of the few things that's like oh we'll, get a, we'll get a chance when when it comes. Well, to well, time but to I, it is funny like yeah like that motherfucker like uh, and then we, we we get a lot of head contact from Destroyer matches. So yeah. We'll, but it is, we're we're going to get a lot more a, in the next match, too. Um, yeah. Which we are, doing, we are doing that next, right? I just want to be clear. The, um, the spirit? Yeah, so I was okay. going to assume. Okay. That's a cool ending. It's, yeah. it's, I think it's, it's unique. It's a, it has a real-life 
sort of, but pro wrestling, like yeah, it hurts to get sort in the balls. If, yeah, if well, if you saw that, if that was the end to a like a boxing match or whatever, you'd be like, you know what, that's that's fine. Yeah, I buy it. That was weird. <laughs> like it was like the eleventh round or something. Like yeah, that's fine. It rules. It kicks ass. It, um, like, the, the the way I'm certain, by the way, that. Um, that's what we're supposed to believe here, that he just hurt his nuts really bad, uh, is because after the match, Destroyer is, he, he, he looks like he's upset. He didn't want the match to end that way. He didn't mean to do this. Uh, he goes over to Mill Mascaris and he starts undoing the drawstring on Mill's tights and trying to, I don't know, massage his balls. I don't know what's going on here, um, but he's clearly trying to get in there and, and help take care of Mill. Um, now you, you saw that, right? I'm not. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> All right, I just want to say consent is important. Uh, don't do that. Destroyer. Um, unless he asks you to, or invites yes, you to. The, um, the audio was not qual- high quality enough for us to be able to tell. Yeah. And who knows where Mill's voice was at that moment. Yeah. It yeah. might've been very more high pitched. Definitely. Dun, dun, dun. Definitely. But here's, <laughs> And also, we know the destroyer. He's just a, he's you know he's a forthright man. Yeah, sure. Um, speaking of a lot of gratuitous padding down, mm. uh, <laughs> our next matchup, the year after uh, July twenty fourth, nineteen seventy five, nineteen seventy five, from same venue, same summer action series for the same PWF US Heavyweight Title. Right. We have the destroyer. Our, our hero of the night versus one of the motherfuckers of all time. The goddamn a, a human goat. The spirit, a.k.a. Keller. Carl. Cox. KKK. What a motherfucker that guy uh, what is. is. Why, did is a motherfucker. why did it have to be KKK? Um, well, because he didn't use an asshole. I yeah. guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Killer Carl Cox, uh, here under a mask, under a black mask with black trunks. Under, under a shitty, ugly ass mask. Yeah. Uh, his ma- he makes the sh- Destroyer's mask look like, I don't know, fucking psychosis or something. Yeah, at least, like, at least Destroyer's hood has some trim on it. You know what I'm saying? They're like psycho clown. Like that, like yeah. a fine ass mask. Yeah. This is. <laughs> by, by comparison, this is some real uh, fucking BDSM shit, um, yeah. and, and and we'll talk some more about that actually. But yeah, there's a lot of padding down in this. Obviously, um, uh, I can't remember the, the the ref's name. He's a white guy. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I recognize him. I've seen him before. I don't know who he is, but he's he. This white dude loves patting down these other white dudes. I'll say I'll say that much. Um, yeah, the. Man, the spirit. So the spirit is a character that I, did Carl, Killer Carl Cox ever play this character anywhere else? Is this a thing? Do you have I any this idea? Is, I, uh, this is, uh, I know that he used this on multiple runs. It was just okay. like to refresh, you know, because he worked not all Japan a lot. I mean, because he was, he was he was fucking good as hell. He was sure. useful, but he was he working was like, as Killer Carl Cox at the same time in all Japan. Yes, yes. So it was just like. Uh, well, the, the Bob is just well. We I can't do a Baba voice. Uh, ring, ring, Connor. Uh, yeah, right. We'll get Connor yeah, on. No. Like, um, it's like, well, we don't want to overuse our Gaijin. We we got this stumpy, 
human goat ass American dude yeah. who is real fucking good and just give him the one of the crappiest masks ever provided to a professional wrestler and some black trunks and there you go. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will care. Where Nobody where did care. this gear come from? Like who did like did he have this in his bag when he flew in to you know what whatever the Tokyo International Airport or whatever. Like yeah. Because this feels like they went to a Kmart and had a budget of $25 and hooked him up with just some real gross shit. Um, It it feels like Makoto Baba had a maid take care of it in Hawaii. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like, we're going to need some masks. Now, Makoto Baba, do you think... So, obviously, the rumors, everybody talks about Johnny Ace. Um, You think she's a dom or a sub, is my question. You don't have to answer that. No, I'm, I'm not thinking about that. <laughs> I think she is a power bottom. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, it's like the second, Big. Or, second or third time we've referred to someone as a power bottom on the show. <laughs> um, so, in in contrast to the Masquerous match, which starts out real smooth and clean, it starts real nasty with Destroyer doing elbows and body shots. Um, Spirit does some grappling, some like real nasty hammerlock work. Yeah. This is some real, this is some fucking gritty ass mat work. Um, yeah, this isn't guys, Zack Saber Junior. Fancy Pants bullshit. This is this is nice. This is real dirty. This is what you know. This is uh, you know, this is what Tim Thatcher goes dry on. Yeah, you, know? <laughs> you don't want. You don't need. The, you don't need no lube for this yeah, shit. Yeah, this is good. Like this is good as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah, Destroyer has like some cool logical counterholds. Uh, to the to the hammerlocks, he's rubbing his hand and fore- forearm across the spirit's face a bunch, um, and, and at one point he appears to cover uh, the. I'm gonna I'm gonna use spirit and Cox. His name is Cox, folks, ladies and gentlemen. Cox. Um, I'm gonna use the terms interchangeably. Uh, he he covers the spirit's mouth with his hand so he can't breathe or scream, which is incredibly hot. Um, <laughs> Uh, then the canvas is really nasty. Now, did you notice? Oh yeah, this is covered in blood. This is what a very fuck? old Japan. It's a this it's an a... IWA Mid South canvas. What the fuck is going on here? I mean, well, I was actually going to say this is a very old Japan seventies canvas because God, I mean, I have to assume Abdullah was on this show. But even sure. if Abdullah wasn't on the show, was the Sheik on this show? Where any number was Dick Murdoch on this show? Any yeah, number? Terry of, Funk is around, for, obviously. Uh, but uh, they could, they could not, clean my, it. not even to mention your profuse Japanese bleeders. Like, yeah, this is. I just feel like they would be better at cleaning their canvas than no, yeah, than this Ian is. Rodden. Yeah, they would. They would. I, I think Shohei Baba would care a little more. Yep, but no, no apparently not. Apparently not. Uh, that's he was just too how busy he telling. To yeah, he was too busy telling the boys to pull up their uh, trunks. Yeah, you know, show, showing the belly button. That's right. That's right. That's not what he's into. Um, so <laughs> the, the spirit decides he's done rolling around at some point. Decides to just punch Destroyer over the eye a bunch of times. Um, the eyebrow punch, of course, is it like a. We'll get to this in a minute, but it's a classic uh, hard way to bust somebody open. Um, I feel like it was in like it was maybe in Beyond the Mat, or it was in some other very prominent documentary uh, where somebody talks about how you can you know you can use the blade, obviously, or you can have somebody bust you hard way. It was in Foley's book, I think. Actually, now that I think of it, does that sound right? 
Maybe. I'm yeah. not sure. He would talk about how uh, he could, you could get color um, by, uh, by, by somebody punching you, worked punch, but still like a, a stiff worked punch, um, right above the eyebrow so that it's catching that bone, uh, whatever that part of the skull is called. Uh, that might be the orbital. I really don't know. Um, and, and it breaks the skin over that, you know, you place that punch really well and it breaks the skin. It's a real nice way to bust somebody open. Gets to right to the capillaries. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there's, there's a number, um, you know, knuckle punches to right over the hairline. There's a good ass, uh, Fujiwara Akatoshi Saito match where uh, Akatoshi huh. Saito just peppers him right over the, right over the four, like over the brow, right on the hairline with knuckle punches. And I don't think I've like, seen that. Uh, yeah, it's, it's real good. It's like 10 minutes, um, sure. from 94, uh, new, in New Japan. And it's like, yeah, you can do that. And, not a lot of contact. It's not going to hurt that much. It's just going to get the bit. blood. Yeah, yeah it's going to get uh, the blood. Spirit As- does like a lot of different. He he ends up attacking attacking like multiple sections of the face with punches. Like he's landing blows to the jaw and like the eyes and the bridge of the nose. Yeah. Um it's like technical punch variety that you only usually see out of like the very best, like Funk or Lawler. Um, like really cool fucking punches. Like I. I, I was I, I've seen maybe one other killer Carl Cox Max in my life, and that's the one with Dick Murdoch. That's very pretty famous in among these you know this type of thing. Um, and yep, and wouldn't you know it? Destroyers uh, cut above the eyebrow um, and just soaking that white mask up. And I didn't expect to see that here. I don't know why. Were you surprised? I was. I wasn't surprised that, it, but it was surprised that it felt early, but not in a bad way. I don't mean like, well, this ruined the storytelling. No, it was just like it, it was just going for the proverbial jugular early. Yeah. Like this is like really like no, this is like this is what this match is. Yeah. This is a match of uh, two paunchy, you know, German American gentlemen from the <laughs> United States East Coast. Wailing the shit out of each other. Yeah. And that's hell of a thing. That's fucking badass. Yeah. So Cox can recognize, I mean, everybody knows Destroyer is going to be better on the mat. It's going to be more technically proficient than almost anybody gets in the ring with. Um, And Cox recognizes that early. And Cox is bigger. He's grosser. And so he just punches him, you know? Um, And then uh, he loads his mask with a foreign object and you hear the gasp from the crowd. Yeah. And, and this is like a, I guess this is a, this is what the assassin would do this, right? The, the loaded mask. Yes. Um, yeah. And, but we don't have much assassin on, on tape. So this as is, we have uh, previously lamented, right, yeah. right. We've got some good promos, but that's it. Um, and he just headbutts destroyer with his loaded mask to pick up the first fall and the crowd is not into it. They're mad as hell. Um, and I was, I, I was just like, fuck man, this kicks ass. I can't. <laughs> this freaking exists. Here's the thing. I will say the thing about Loaded Mask is like, it's weird because it's like, shouldn't it also, shouldn't it just backfire always? Okay. Sure. Sure. Um, but I don't know that I care either because it's cool. Headbutts cool? are a weird thing. Headbutts are a strange thing because in theory you're trying to, to strike your, your, your opponent, um, or the, the, the foe, uh, with a part of your head that will be able to absorb the blow while 
uh, hitting them in, in a part of their head that is uh, not so uh, absorb absorptive absorb ab- absorbent um, and, and so absorbative abor- yeah there we go uh, nailed it and uh, I guess that makes sense. Um, also, like the readiness level, like sure, when you sure. deliver a headbutt, you fucking you know you're gonna be, if you get hit with one, it's you, it's you know you're not. And also, if the one guy's already bleeding, then sure. it's like a fuck this. Yeah, like, so the, of- the suddenness of it. I always uh, I, every time I have a passenger when I'm driving, um, and I go around a corner pretty quickly, and they, I see their like body move, I'm like, oh right, because I know the speed I'm going to take that corner already. But they're not bracing themselves. It's the same thing, basically. <laughs> yes, and you can feel it for the car and all that kind of shit. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what exactly. that's going to feel like. Um, also, I got my hands on the wheel, and I'm fucking going yes. real fast. Um, no, I don't. I'm a very safe driver, especially if my kids are in the car. Um, so Spirit goes right after the cut The cut in the second fall. Uh, he just measures every strike with just beautiful precision. Uh, he's hiding the object from the ref at the last possible moment. Uh, it's it's real classic. You've seen The Sheik. Everybody's seen The Sheik. Everybody's seen Abdullah or whatever. Um, I, well, I say everybody. A lot of people have seen that stuff uh, where they're, they're using a spike or they're using a fork or whatever, and they're doing it blatantly in front of the ref, and they just do a thing where they, like, do a quarter turn, and they're like, oh, I don't have anything, whatever, and it's, you know... This is some bullshit. Ref sees it. Ref yeah. obviously sees it. This is but, some pretty good, like, sort of sleight of hand work. Um, like, he he really hides it well. Uh, and I... I the, the ref seems like a fucking goof, so that oh, helps. Oh, man, this ref... Yeah, and I mean, it's like, come on, boys, it's time for another pat down. Yeah, yeah, he keeps patting like, him down. It's, and, it's but so it's funny. Like, uh, but it's sort of like... I, I don't Carl, I mean... You know, the Carl Hawksman, he has, like, a real mob enforcer vibe. Oh, we're going to get to some mob shit. <laughs> he yeah. definitely does. Well, it's, yes. It, uh, it's, 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 a real, uh, it's a real aura to him um, that he, he just feels – he feels like you, you could see him walking down the road, and you're just like, that guy's probably done something illegal today. Like, almost definitely. <laughs> yeah. Almost definitely. Um so the ref keeps... Uh, I don't want to assume too much about the man, <laughs> but given his name, it's like, hopefully it wasn't some Byron De La Beckwith stuff. I don't know the reference, but I can probably uh, take James a James Woods in Mississippi Burning, the guy who in real life killed Med Gravers. Okay, okay. I, um, I, I just like the name Byron De La Beckwith. That's such a... If you hear that name, you feel like, that dude is definitely a racist, sure, right? Sure, 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 That's definitely. definitely. De La Beckwith. What the fuck is that <laughs> Um, so the ref, I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, yeah, me too. I don't even know him. Um, the ref keeps checking, um, Cox's mask, his boots, his trunks. He finds nothing like killer. Carl Cox must've put that, that foreign object up his ass or something because (laughs) it is, it is gone. That shit is gone without a trace. Um, and then destroyer goes to the floor. Um, he comes back in. And you realize, because the crowd is responding in a certain way, as he begins to headbutt Carl Cox with his own loaded mask. Yeah. And then he's, he, he pulls the object out of his, out of his mask as the ref checks Carl Cox. He punches him with the object. Um, and then he hides it in his mouth. 
Oh, well, Jesus Christ. I, you never really see what it is. It might not even be a thing. The sleight of hand is It looks like so... a golf tee or something. Okay. When, I think Carl Cox's fan, it, something looks like a golf tee or okay. something. It's very strange. Okay. It has like a, it's like, it's weird and undefined is awesome. what, sort of what I mean. Awesome. Yeah. Which is cool. It's just like, uh, I like the idea of a pro wrestler just like looking around for, Oh, that looks like something I could maim a guy with. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's what I want out of an upper wrestler. It's like <laughs> the vibe I want them to provide me at all times. That they are a psychopath who doesn't give a shit. Yeah. It's like that plastic bag I, I bought groceries. I also bought murder. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, shout out to Schlack, I guess. Um, no, Terry Funk. Shout out to Terry Funk. Yeah, or, or, yeah. Or, or Necro. Necro, sure. Um, no shouts out to Schlack. Um, fuck you, Schlack. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Get the fuck out of my city. Even if you weren't a Nazi, we would hate you. Um, no, uh, so Destroyer. Brad, famous. Yeah, there you go. Uh, he's not going to, though, because he doesn't. Well, you know what? We'll talk about that. Um, Destroyer. Uh, ends up, he puts the object in his mouth while the ref checks him, which is so funny. Um, and he's got, you can, he's like doing full comedy shit. And Destroyer's missing one of his front teeth, we should say. Um, yeah. Very, very much uh, Benoit, but wholesome. <laughs> um, and, and he's got this thing in his mouth, and he's got like, he's like clearly playing it up for the crowd, because he's like, he's doing like, his like cheeks are kind of puffed out, and his jaw is got, like he, he looks like he's got a mouthful of food. And he's like, I got nothing right. I don't know what you're talking about. And it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. Um, he loads the mask again when the ref is turned around, headbutts Cox for the second fall win. Um, Fuck like cool ending. I, again, headbutts cool. Yeah, yeah. And it's a retaliation for the first. And then in between falls, um, he hides the object behind his back while the ref holds his arm up high. Um, and he he drops it behind his back into the hands of Jumbo, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, a young, <laughs> adorable, barefoot Jumbo Saruta. He yeah. looks like... Did you ever... He looks like... Uh, he, he's dressed like that photo of uh, Liza Minnelli and, and uh, a- Angelica Houston on their road trip. He looks... I haven't looks, seen that. Sounds up my alley. It, they, wow, Liza Minnelli was just like this... Proto-goth. Sure, uh, sure. I've seen, uh, what's it called? Uh, all, all That Jazz? No. Cabaret? Cabaret, yeah. Cabaret. That was, it was, it was after, that was like 74, 74 this photo was taken. Yeah, Bob was, Fosse, it, cocaine. Love it. Cocaine. Yeah, cocaine cinema. Love that. Love that drug. Yeah, that's fantastic. That it was yeah. good. <laughs> but yeah, this is, this is a gritty match. This is... It's so funny. I do want to say, Jumbo making that appearance is, is, Top notch, um, when, because I didn't recognize Fair it was. Ass jumbo, I thought it was yeah. just a young boy at first, and I figured it out later. But at the I, time, I, it was it was so he so he's got it behind he's got it behind his back with his left hand, um, and he's the referee is holding his right arm up in the air uh, in victory of the second fall, um, and then he drops it like he just he no no look just drops it out of the hand behind his back, and Jumbo's just there to catch it. And he walks away with it. And it was very much like a fucking uh, capo handing a soldier a Glock that needs to be thrown in the river. Um, it is the most gangster shit that yeah. you can see in a 70s wrestling match. Um, and the amount of body checking the ref has to do here. The boys are getting <laughs> groped to hell. Um, 
He's having a grand old time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as uh, referee erections go, this has got to be one of the most most intense uh, uh, displays of uh, of, a, of a dude just getting off uh, that we've ever seen from a referee before. Um, Wrestling is gross, folks. Yeah, it definitely is. Uh, it's cool to see the classic like old story of a villain pushing the hero to sink to their level, which is kind of what this is, right? Yeah, but um, it's also in this in the same, but also in this way, it's the destroyer like. He has a bit of a shtick, but because he's gone from like the ultimate villain to this beloved figure, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so it's sort of like you know, it's like uh, he's got a bag of tricks, uh, and then and he like, is the not crowd, he is not unwilling crowd, to sink to lows. And the, like the crowd at that point is like, well, we love this guy at this point. Yeah. We know he's going to do it. It's it's you know, it's your peak uh, lie, cheat, and steal babyface Eddie Guerrero doing the. You know the fake spot, like like oh, I got hit with the chair. Like, sure. the, well, we love you now, so that was good. It was well done. Yeah, thank you. It's great. It's uh, great. And fuck rock. I won to lose. Yeah. Um. No, but so the yeah the hero uh sinking to the level of the villain is a story that they have just tried to do with Johnny Gargano. You know, like if if you want to like really break it down to its most basic, uh, what this is. Um, on paper, this is what they tried to do with Gargano versus Ciampa, right? Um, yeah. Except they did that over two years, and it was pretentious masturbatory bullshit. Um, and this is a self-contained story within one match. It's bloody. What is this for? An object in my hands? Yeah, yeah, that's what. Yeah, yeah. Looking at my hands, and there's no object here. Why? Because it's in my mouth or up my ass. Um, <laughs> it's bloody. It's compelling. It's simple. Um, it's great. And. Uh, Gotta love that jumbo, uh, jumbo cameo because as as Christopher Moltisante being handed the gun by Tony the Destroyer Soprano and just taking it to the Pine Barrens and getting rid of it, you gotta love that shit. It doesn't get much better than that. Um, so you got anything else on the Spirit versus the Destroyer? Uh, did we didn't talk about the third fall? I don't really remember the third fall. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, it's the third fall is less compelling. Um. It's good. I just don't remember. I mean, do you get some good figure four work? Yeah, it's figure four work. That's a lot of it. Um, it more Strays, more loaded mask shit. Yeah. It, After the match, uh, spirit attacks Jumbo and yeah. then destroy. It's fucking. It's fu- it's fun. It's very good. Uh, yeah. I watched this on Saturday, so I don't remember. Sure, shit. sure. This so I we, I do want to say, um, both of us were kind of reluctant to do this, but I really wanted to do it. Um, and I'm not going to call you out here, but I think you were slightly more reluctant than I was. Neither of us was sure if this would be... If we could pull it off, sort of, If we could pull it off, if it would be on brand. Um, I think this match, it's bloody, and it's got a bunch of dudes getting groped. Like, this is the most wrestling is gross shit that that exists anywhere. Yes. Um, it's like this and Parat and Comp for, like, that's like, this is everything. (laughs) It's got uh, terrible clothing, you know. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm thinking yep. about Nasty Russ's trunks. Yeah, uh, yeah. We're gonna uh, shout out to Nasty Russ and, and Scott Henson, the "You Sunk My Battleship" at Backyard Fest Five. Uh, <laughs> terrible <laughs> silver. Those are so. Those trunks are so good. Uh, yeah. He was the only guy wearing trunks that day. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I I love cheap trunks. I love bad gear. Um, and I love it when that shitty fucking gear gets blood and piss and sweat and some weird 55-year-old referee who's bigger than either wrestler gets to touch them both. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, 
So if celebratory pat down. Yeah. Yes. Uh, if you're gonna if, if you're gonna watch any of these matches, watch this one for sure. This is the most important one. Um, it is about thirty minutes long, but it flies by. It is great. It is fantastic. Um, so we're gonna go to a brief little break here because um, I have to pee. Um, and you. This is yeah. yeah this is the way we, this is the way we do it. Yeah. Uh, Rehydrate and. Well, all is that. it hydrating if it's uh, whiskey and sprite? Um, yes. No. Yes, it is. It is. It's, I, I, it's, will, I will. I will. No it's, arguments otherwise. It's fluidating. Fluidating, sure. Um, and so we're gonna go for a minute. Uh, you get your Korean candy, or um, how, however you're getting down tonight. Um, I'm going to get more alcohol, uh, and when we come back, we will have a very cool um, little minor match uh, with, with, some, with some fun names, uh, including Crusher Blackwell and Ron Bass uh, when we return. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah. We'll do again. Trend 7, I'm sick and tired of you putting your nose in my business. Playing that glass jar of yours. You got something to prove. Prove you can last longer than six seconds, you little bitch. Calling you out. Doing things on your terms. Doing on mine. Submissions match. And I'll prove you are nothing but a little pussy. Bitch. There you go. Yeah, very nice. Um, I think there's I think there's some lag a little bit, but I think it'll sound really nice. Welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Um, shouts out to all the bitches. Um... All the pussies. And uh, Haskins is going to wrestle Rush uh, at Ring of Honor, so that's going to be cool. Um, see if we can get Rush to do the, the, the six-second bitch promo in Spanish. Um, can Mark Haskins tell Trump to chinga to madre? Yeah, I think he would be down with that. Um, he is our woke hero, even if he doesn't know it yet. Um, so, welcome back to Wrestling is Gross. Uh, we are, of course, discussing Richard Dick Byer, uh, the Destroyer, a.k.a. Dr. X. Um, and I wanted to talk a little bit about, before we move into our next match, um, our next match was probably kind of a minor thing in comparison to the other three that we're doing here. Um, but yeah, uh, first of all, in the 80s and 90s, uh, Dick Byer was a PE teacher, um, which makes so much sense. Look at the man. Um, yes. I, I, I think it's, it's a really funny, weird thing, uh, to, to consider shoot jobs, you know, of, of wrestlers after they retire or while they're even wrestling. Um, but I think that's so fitting. Um, and I, I feel like he would be a really scary, but like also sincere and sweet PE teacher, right? Like, yeah, 
He gives off uh, that uncle vibe. Yeah. Um, and not the creepy kind. I want to say. No, no. He, there was this thing we did um, with my uh, group of old, old communist activists. Uh, we did <laughs> where we were talking to a member of uh, an organization from like the 60s who ended up being like a teacher and all of that. And we were talking like, this, uh, and matter of fact, like you could tell that he was a teacher. It's like, like yeah. It's like when you see. It's like I watched um, the retirement ceremony promo he did. That's not like very small stuff. But just like a couple of lines in Japanese, yeah, and from 1993, and We're then play at the um, it, yeah, and then from um, the All Together uh, Earthquake Benefit Show in 2011. Mm-hmm. The way he speaks is not. I mean, this is a guy who you know he was. Uh, I mean, he jaw jacked like a motherfucker in these in these matches. You, I mean, the Rikidozan Rikidozan match particularly. It's. I mean, he's just telling. Yeah, he's a story. shit talker. He's a good shit talker. But it's like he comes off. I mean, part of it is age, but he comes off like, like, a, like he's talking to the kids, not in like a patronizing way, but in like a he's just a nice man. Way like he he seems like he would have been, he would be fucking rad to have that guy as like a teacher. He would have been like I don't know. He seems like he just seems like a he has that. He's just cool and yeah. like like your way like your way you're like. Someone else's dad is cool. Sure, like you're like, sure, I don't sure. want to admit my fucking dad's cool, but someone else's dad's like, ah, oh, it's like you should yeah. be fucking proud to have that dad, asshole. He would give you a beer, um, but he would cut you off after one. Um, no, um, he also um, opened a park golf course, um, which is not a golf course. And park, so park golf. Um, there's Destroyer Park Golf, which is the name of his. Park Golf Course, uh, which operates in, is it Akron, New York? I believe it is. Um, yeah. At 7065 Sand Hill Road, Akron, New York, 14001, uh, which is where you will find Destroyer Park Golf. Uh, now, I owe this mainly to my wife, who, um, in, I believe for Christmas 2013, she bought me. We weren't, just my girlfriend then. Uh, we weren't even living in the same state at the time. Uh, she bought a signed Destroyer t-shirt um, for me, had it shipped to my house, and it was really cute. Um, it never fit me, but also it had a big signature on it, so it wouldn't have mattered. Um, but it had the Destroyer signature and then like a little drawing of his mask, which it was adorable. It was am- and unfortunately, I don't have it. It did not make the trip up with me, or it got... I don't know what happened to it. Um, it's a real shame. I value my possessions a lot more now than I did back then. Um, but after she bought that for me, um, and I didn't realize this until today when I told her we were going to do this episode, um, that she had actually been receiving uh, newsletter emails from the Destroyer, from specifically from Destroyer Park Golf, um, for the last five years. And she never unsubscribed. <laughs> So she'd get these emails that was like, and Destroyer's cool as shit, right? Um, it was like they had a special uh, beginning of October for Indigenous Peoples Day. That's what they called it. Like uh, family packages, you know, bring your bring your parties, your kids and stuff um, to this park golf course. And so park golf, um, there's a link on the website, and it's I believe it, it's destroyerparkgolf.com. Um and you can buy some merch there. You can buy a Destroyer bobblehead doll from the looks of it, which is amazing. Um, 
<laughs> really, really great stuff. Destroyer merchandise. I'm just going to go here. There's the a Destroyer classic t-shirt. Uh, they only have them in youth medium and youth small right now. <laughs> but they're, <laughs> this is cool. It's like, yeah, for the kids. Yeah. Like they're sell. All right. So they haven't, they haven't been, they have got, you can get a two X or you can get a, uh, an extra large destroyer shirt for 20 bucks. Um, go buy it. You can get a mask. You can get a destroyer mask for 20 bucks. Um, it's, it's awesome. Right. Um, but they have this link that says, what is park golf? Um, Park golf, it says, is a form of golf that was invented in Makubetsu, Hokkaido, Japan in 1983 and quickly gained a following in Japan. Uh, Park golf resembles a sport somewhere between golf and croquet. Uh, Croquet? Yeah, croquet. Um, Like traditional golf in the U.S., the object of park golf is to hit the ball uh, into a hole with a club in the fewest number of strokes. At the same time, there is also a strong emphasis on harmony with other players and the natural setting of the golf course. Um, so yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's not mini golf, but it's a smaller version of traditional golf, I guess. Um, it's fucking adorable. It's really, it's really great. And the, the, the idea that like, that Dick Byer went to Japan, um, you know, for, 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 what, five decades, um, and just picked up this weird hobby while he was there, and then he brought it to the U.S. Like, I think, I don't know for sure, I don't know if it says uh, here, but I think I did read somewhere that this was the first park golf course in the U.S. Um, yes. It's <laughs> it's amazing. And, and it's like, you just, and it's just like, you something, you just go do, like, there's no stakes, it's just fun, and just... And I saw a video, some guy, and, like, his son, who was a short-term, he had, like, a very short career, he was all Japan trainee, Kurt Bayer, who, sure. I think, injuries or something, just or just didn't have it, you know, like, in his head. Mentally. Sure. But, but he was just like, it's he's hard being the son of a legend. Yeah, uh, I mean, like a goddamn Mitsuo Momoda. Uh, well, <laughs> let's, let's not shit on Mitsuo. <laughs> just as good as his dad. No, I love Mitsuo Momoda. It's just like that dude's been had had to deal with shit for fifty years. Wasn't there another? Kids. I don't want to. We, we're going to talk more about Ricky Dozan uh, in a little bit. Uh, but didn't he have another son that was also a wrestler? Yeah. And who was like? Who was definitely more like the the retired type, right? Uh, just did not take off and and never never was able to do much. Yeah, but it's uh, you know you're. Uh, your, you know, your, your, uh, Hyodel LA Parks, your Daiichi Hachimoto's, and so on and so forth. It's hard. It's hard to pull it off. Your Those, guys Those guys are fine. Those guys are probably fine. But it's just like, <laughs> I, I'm I don't talking know. more I, David San Martino here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's your, like, he, he had, like, is, like, his grown ass, large son, and he had to seem like they had a wonderful relationship. Yeah. Too. Yeah. He it came with like him. just to that altogether show and his son's I don't I don't know how fluent he is but he sounded really good speaking Japanese um it was, and he and he seemed like a little embarrassed like I'm yeah. not I'm not you dad you're yeah. the fucking destroyer I'm it's just beautiful but it was like it was so cute we'll it put was, that in the playlist uh, I'll see if I can cu- uh, chop that out and put that in the playlist that we're gonna make for this oh uh, really nice destroyer's and, a hell of a guy man he's just so good I I don't know he's he is a fucking pure ass figure. He just has something. There's something just his bizarre existence. 
he is a, he is a platonic ideal of like a wrestler in the non you know sl- like sleaze Fred post sleaze Fred like uh, I wanted to be kind of a piece of shit it's funny way like no sure. he's just like I mean this like hey he was Santa at all he was you know, he, like, well, yes like it's, awesome it's beautiful he's a beautiful man uh, I I I know that you know. I'm sure a million tributes have been made to him, things written about him over the last week. Um, but I, I, I wanted to be, I wanted to do something like this because he, he always, even though I'd only seen a handful of his matches, um, I, I think part of it is that my fucking wife bought me that shirt and it had his signature on it. And it was just like, I pictured like his wife just, sitting a stack of t-shirts in front of him and saying, all right, Dick, you have to sign these. And he's like, I would like to play more park golf, please. But okay, if this is what the little destroyers want, then I will give it to them. Um, I might buy a fucking destroyer mask and start wearing it while we do this podcast. What do you think about that? Hell yeah. Um, great, great man. Um, I, 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 you know, we don't know him. I, I, <laughs> I'm not going to get into the like what he could ideal be. ideal he represents fucking great. It's uh, beautiful. He's it's a beautiful figure. Um, so let's pray we don't fucking find out anything bad about the man. Yeah, no, we're not gonna we're not we're not gonna be me tooing uh, the destroyer on this. Um, let's see here. This next match um, is from September 14th, 1982, All Japan Pro Wrestling. This is the destroyer and. Jerry Crusher Blackwell. Hell yeah. And Ron Bass. Not Hell yeah. Well, okay, maybe. <laughs> I like Ron Bass. I like him too, but I don't know if he... He doesn't get as big of a hell yeah as, as Crusher Blackwell. Yeah, yeah. Means, but who does? Uh, versus Terry Funk. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, Jumbo Saruta. Hell yeah. And Genichiro... Genichiro? It's so hard. It's the hardest Genichiro name. Tenryu. Hell Genichiro yeah. Genichiro Tenryu. Uh, we're not gonna who is go... the smallest guy in this match, which is yeah. so insane to see. And he's, a, he's, yeah, not a small man. Um, so yeah, this is a, a six-man tag... Uh, is this from Sumo Hall? Is that right? This is the pre-Sumo Hall building, I think. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. Because I've seen this building a lot. I, I like, recognize I it. I mean, yeah, anyone would have called it Sumo Hall, but it was the official Japanese name. I'm not going to try. It's not the Ryogoku be... Kokugiten? Yeah, it was a Hell different... Yeah, I nailed it, it. Yeah, it was a different... Uh, Koko Gitan or whatever. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I don't want to try it because I don't want to sound like a fucking too much of an asshole. Hey, at, what are we doing well, here if we're not sounding like fucking assholes? Too uh, much of an asshole. Okay, fair. Um, so yeah. this, I don't. I I can't imagine this is the the latest destroyer we have on tape, but it's the latest that I could find on Ditch's site. Um, shouts out to David Ditch, who apparently is. Uh, like weirdo conservative now. Uh, all those guys seem to be going that direction. Uh, <laughs> uh, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, Why did he disrespect Yuki Ishikawa in that interview? <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. Um, so this is the first appearance of any of these dudes on this podcast, which is wild. Uh, I imagine Tenryu, uh, Terry Funk, obviously, and probably Jerry Blackwell will be featured extensively in the future, and Jumbo is probably bound to make his way uh, onto the show here and there. Um, Ron Bass, not so much, maybe. Who knows? Uh, we could do he probably on- has a real disgusting match in Florida, yeah. Yeah, like, he's been in Portland, uh, I think. Yeah, 
Ron Bass worked Portland, right? Yeah. I watched all that Portland stuff in like 2011, uh, or whenever it was getting uploaded, 2012. And I know he was there. Um, so, Jerry Blackwell, I just want to say, we've discussed a couple of strange bodies. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> but th- this man, he's got among the weirdest fucking bodies that you will ever see. And people talk about this all the time. Um, but you know, like the term pear shaped loser? Yes. So this man is a motherfucking orange, okay? <laughs> yeah. He is planetary. He is. <laughs> he, ha, he has orbit. Yeah. And. But he's also fucking weird. He's insanely agile. He's legit yeah. agile. Not agile for a 450 pound 6'2 man or yeah. whatever. He is very tall. He's deceptively uh, tall, actually, too. When when you're that wide, it doesn't show as much how tall you are. Um, like, if, if Baba was 400 pounds, he would look 5'10". Um, yeah. No, it, he fucking rules. Uh, this, this starts off sort of in progress, uh, and we see Ron Bass fuck up a spot seconds in. Uh, he's obviously the odd man out here. Um, but then Blackwell comes in, and he does a little strut. <laughs> he Hell does, yeah. like, a sort of a Fargo strut. Um, and then he shrugs off some Jumbo shoulder blocks, and Jumbo's having none of that shit, and just does the big flying knee right in his fat fucking face, and Jerry just bumps super hard for it, and I fucking love Crusher Blackwell. I, um... God damn, when I watched that AWA set, um, the that I didn't pay for uh sorry phil um i just uh pirated off of <laughs> xwt classic um i was shocked up with them yeah yeah so. they're, they're they're yeah so yeah whoever runs Blackwell that website is fucking great he's he i mean we're you and i are the kind of fans who don't look at, like at this point in our i mean our fandom would do not look like a, a big fat guy and think oh he must suck but when I was a time, kid, I, I did feel that way, though, yeah. Yeah, but our, I said at this point. Yeah, right, right. But yeah, that, but that like, is, we've come to that point, for sure. Yes, but it's like, you see this guy, and he's like schlubby. And he's seedy, and he looks like... He looks like one of the twins on the motorcycle. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. He looks like he, uh... He, he looks we weren't like- wrestlers, but they weren't... They weren't good. That's exactly what you think <laughs> when you see this guy. <laughs> Who was the... Was it Giant Haystacks? Is that right? No, Haystacks... Cal- What's the big fat guy that wrestled in the 50s and 60s and wore the uh, overalls? Haystacks Calhoun. Haystacks Giant Cal- Haystacks is the guy who took his insp- like the name from it. Okay, so Haystacks Calhoun is a similar shape. Um, I, I, I love these mammoth dudes who just don't... It, it doesn't seem like this person could be alive. Um, yeah, they they exist in some other realm of fatness, um, and I'm a fat fuck. And I, I I I look at this guy and I think, well, he, I hope he showers a couple times a day because, like, the amount of folds in this man's body would definitely uh, accumulate. Uh, it as, is, as it were. Uh, but again, but again, he's a goddamn. He moves like he can throw a drop kick. So like, he moves like your modern Ace Romero or yeah. Even better, but I think Ace Romero is a good comparison. I think uh, Jerry Blackwell gets a higher, like a better height on his drop kicks. Um, but yeah, I think that's a yeah. really good comparison. I didn't even think about that. Um, yeah, um, I, I, you know, I'd I'd like to say Rio de Hama, but no, uh, Rio de Hama. Rio de Hama is just 
completely unique. Yeah, They're yeah. Hama, Hama is Hama is definitely something else. Uh, Hama carries uh, he carries himself in a different way. Um, that's a true pervert right there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that man fucking loves raping porn, and you know, but he likes big girl porn, and that's you know what I appreciate that. Yeah, it's he good does stuff. Not, he does. He doesn't. He doesn't have pretensions about who he is. That's right. He's the, not. You know, he's not some inverse size queen. You know, the uh, somebody's typing SSBBW into Pornhub. Uh, it's it has been me before, but you know, it's, you, you, we all have our tastes. Um, I'll get to some more of that here in a little bit. Actually, um, no. Uh, Terry Funk comes in, and the crowd is buzzing. Um, they are they are like electric for Terry. Yeah. They're chanting his name. Um, he cranks a nasty headlock as they chant his name. Uh, then he, he, Tenryu comes in, grabs the same headlock and does a similar exaggerated cranking motion. Then Jumbo comes in for the fun too. And it's some real high end shtick. Um, everybody's having a good time. Um, Terry has his neck taped and Destroyer then comes in and immediately gives him that same sweet neck breaker that he gave to Mel. Uh, it's, it's so good. It's so good. And then he goes for the figure four, uh, Jumbo runs in and immediately breaks that up. And the, you this can, is, s- this is a legendary move at this point. This is like insane. Yeah. Like yeah. Every single- it's, it's, it is like the, the crowd is buzzing when they see him go for it. And, and Jumbo has to break it up immediately. Um, and you know, you really see the future, like all Japan tag style of a million broken submissions and, and pins is already there in 82. The same thing you'd see all throughout the nineties, uh, that has now influenced every tag match that's come after. Um, it's already here in 82. And uh, this is like ludicrously high pace. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's this is 14 minutes. I put it on YouTube. Um, it was only on the ditch site. Um, but I put it on YouTube and, Destroyer and Terry, uh, they don't have a lot of sequences together, but they are mostly paired with each other in this 12 minutes or so that we get. And it's sweet. It's so good. It's it's like these two guys were made for each other. Uh, Destroyer is healing on Terry. Uh, you, we, we've seen Destroyer mostly play babyface or sort of, you know, 50-50 up to this point. Uh, but he's like, he body slams Terry on the floor. And, and I, I'm wondering, are these like, uh, Terry Funk is fucking Superman over there. Um, he is, he is one of the biggest stars in the history of Japanese wrestling. Um, so is the Destroyer. Are these the two, like, all-time hottest gaijin baby faces? I... Who else could compare? Hogan's small run, but it's only like a year and a half. It's a fucking short-ass run. Um, Did he get reactions like this? I mean, yes, but not... He was super, he was crazy, but but I don't think, I don't, I don't think there was a reverence on him. You're talking about, like, 82... yeah, like yeah. the pre, like Hulkamania in Japan. Yeah, that run. Right, but it's like it was just like he was just a phenomenon. He, there wasn't the reverence. Yeah, this the, is the reverence. cocaine was really good uh, in the, in that period. But, but yeah, the, the, this is Terry's this, Terry's. Yeah, it 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 lasted for decades. Destroyers lasted for decades, and they both came like, over his heels eventually. Uh, initially, right? Yeah. And they, the, 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 the crowd turned them babyface because they are just such lovable guys, such lovable uncles. It's great. Uh, Destroyer is 52 years old in this match, and he fucking moves 
incredibly well. Yeah, he's he's working like a, a very modern USND, just hitting the ropes and and moving in and out of the ring super quick. Um, it, man, Destroyer grabs a uh, figure four on Terry, uh, and, and and then Jumbo decides to break it up this time by climbing to the top and just delivering a single foot stomp off of the top rope. Um, which is like the most high impact stomp you've ever seen is amazing. Like that's the urgency with which they have to, they have to break up this figure four. Um, he needs to make sure this shit is going to end. So he comes off the top rope with a stomp and this is not a double stomp. He, he, (laughs) it's, it's almost impossible to describe. It is just a regular stomp that you would do to a man, uh, that's, that's laying in front of you, except he did it flying off the top rope. (laughs) So good so fucking good um i i think it's it's interesting that this is our first terry funk match that we're covering here and you might think this is not the ideal first time to to canonize terry funk as a as a a, an ongoing subject of this show but he's face in peril here um and face in peril terry funk is maybe the all-time great role for anybody who's ever stepped foot in the ring um, yes, this is him at his most Terry Funk. It is. I mean, I would, yeah, and I would say like on the idea of like, well, it's like Terry Funk. I mean, in the gross canon, like he is a fucking pillar and a half. Um, but at most the same definitely. time, it's like, why do we love? Ter- it's like we think Terry Funk is great, of course, but we also love Terry Funk. He's my favorite wrestler of all time. I, 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 you know. I feel like I, I don't know that I are. I, I it's like I can't. I don't know that he, but I, but when they did, I didn't fucking vote in GWE. Yeah, no, fuck that. Or whatever. But I was like, oh, I was gonna vote Terry Funk number one. I yeah. Was like if I, I was like, if I did this, I would. Yeah. I was like, yeah, he's, he's fucking, he's Terry fucking Funk. He's, yeah. I, I love Funk and Lawler. Love, that's it for me. I just love watching him do things. I love watching him. I could, I could, well, and I'll say this about, I'll say this after our next, our next semester. I could watch the motherfucker read out the phone book. I could. Yeah, it's. I just. Lo- I love watching him in goddamn Quantum Leap. <laughs> like, I've never world, seen that. That sounds awesome. I didn't know he was episode. on there. Oh, it's one. It's a. It's a very I've never episode. seen that show. I've never seen. Is that a show that I should watch while I fall asleep or something? Yes, because I think it's very. I think it's a high end for what it is for like this sort of goofball late eighties, early nineties semi-procedural it's very high end for that okay. but it's also very it's also has like the weird like charm sure. and a lot of heart it's uh, dean stockwell is the guy right yeah dean stockwell as the projection is al fucking sure. great I, I like as, i like him a lot in uh in blue velvet when he sings yeah. the, the roy orbison song that's my shit that's that's the more that's the more important song than blue velvet in that in that movie oh yeah of course of course no no i don't think that's that that's that hot it's not I, I know i know i, the, I that's the, a semi, the that's fat a semi-ironic women, uh, take. the fat naked women dancing on the couch and brad derif is there that's all-time shit Hit him giving is brad, uh, brad derif is there right I think, yeah. I know Jack Nance is around. I think it's Brad DeReef and Jack Nance. I'm going to have to look that up. Him uh, giving Hopper the pill. Yeah. Uh, that, that's a that's a hell of a scene. Yeah, same candy-colored clown. Um, I think that... I, I don't... That, damn, that's like... That's like that, I don't think... We should just that, do a how, review how? of Blue Velvet on this show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's, your, uh, what's your favorite uh, David Lynch movie? Uh... Fuck... I might go Mahal and Drive. 
Yeah, I I would too. Actually, I would too. It's and and as far as grossness goes, I think we'd have to like say like uh, Wild at Heart is probably the one most in yeah. line with this podcast. But yeah, Wall on Drive is my shit too. Um, sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, you know um, who's got a weird body? Uh, uh, shit, I can't think of the Jack uh, Baron Harkonnen. Okay, Baron, yeah, Baron Harkonnen fucking, is played uh, by fuck. I've got a Dune poster sitting right behind me. Uh, oh, yeah. Dune, David Lynch, Baron Harkonnen. It's is it? It's not Derek Jacoby, no. Mm-hmm. Who has a gross body? Um, it's Baron not. Harkonnen. No, but I was like, maybe he'll be played uh, by Stellan Skarsgård in the new one that's coming out. Um, <laughs> he, he's played by a man named Kenneth McMillan. So uh, yeah. not somebody that I know, but uh, we'll post a picture of that in the show notes of uh, David Lynch's interpretation of uh, Baron Harkonnen uh, from Dune. Um, yeah, showgirls I, uh, we could also do. Uh, yeah, Laughlin, we could non Lynch canon. Sure, we could we could do all of the uh, all of the Verhoeven movies. Yeah, we should we could we could talk about that. That'll be our Patreon bonus episodes. Um, so, Cinema is gross. There you go. Uh, mm, yeah, sure. Uh, Funk and Blackwell do Buzz Sawyer, Junkyard Dog, like, headbutts to each other Hell while they're yeah. on their knees. Uh, a spot that would totally get a slow-motion post-match replay on, a, like, a modern Smartmark video release. Um, they give... So they give Destroyer multiple atomic drops. Like, they just break his old ass into pieces. <laughs> and I, so when I was a kid, I thought... I thought the atomic drop and drop and the Manhattan drop as well were entirely just uh, like maneuvers meant to like crush a, a dude's balls. Yes. Um, now, at what point did you figure out that it was like a tailbone move? Because I was like twenty when I figured that out. I know. I think it was one of the. God damn! I'm not gonna. If I'm completely honest, I think it might have been. When I really like internalized it, it might have been the Gold Dust run in 2013, just really? because Dustin Rhodes has an all fucking timer. Yeah, sure, sure. I, I, but I, it was one of those things where I never, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it because it was like it just wasn't something I was thinking about at all. And then I'm like, oh yeah, one of the all time greats. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, th- I think part of mine was was Bubba Ray Dudley doing the uh, the full Nelson uh, sit out atomic drop thing. Yeah. When I realized that that was sort of like focused on the on on the tailbone, and I think Jim Ross like called it an atomic drop variation at some point, and I was like, oh, okay, maybe that makes sense. So maybe I wasn't was twenty, so- maybe I was fourteen. It was just one of those things I ever thought about, but it was like it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, well they're not fucking calling this the DQ, so it's right. like obviously it's not about the nuts, but it's right. but at the same time, like dudes will always sell it as. Sure, sure. So it's sort of well, especially if it's Rick Rude, right? Um, yeah. So, and I love a good nut sell, so who cares? Except Terry uh, Funk, one of the all-time greats, in that fucking match with Rick Martel. We should we should talk about that at some point. You know this uh, match? Oh hell yes, the Puerto, Puerto Rico? Rico. Yeah, the Universal yeah, yeah. Title Tournament. Um, in the stadium, god damn! I, yeah. How how did we have so many? I I I've mentioned this to. Before, but it sucks that we had so many good Puerto Rican American wrestlers in this like last like fifteen years or so, and none of them basically wrestled in Puerto Rico. Yeah. Imagine homicide in Puerto Rico in Bayamon. Oh, you know God. what's crazy is 
even if they had, the footage is so sparse in Puerto Rico these days. You're right. We have more 80s Puerto Rico footage than we have 2010s Puerto Rico footage, which is, I mean, maybe, maybe the, maybe the quality of the work isn't super high there right now. Who, who could even say? Thunder and Lightning are great, you know? Uh, Ray Gonzalez, is he still doing shit? Who fucking knows? Yeah, his, his kids uh, there, um, Mike Mendoza and El Cuervo. Yeah. Who- they were fucking good. Yeah, that but run. we don't know. Nobody knows who they are because no, their fucking footage doesn't get it. It doesn't exist. They don't have electricity yeah. there still. Uh, Twenty nine thousand eight hundred seventy five people, right? I believe is the the uh, proposed number of people uh, killed in the hurricane. It's just a handful, according to our president. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a lost territory in in the modern age. Um, we should do a fucking. We should just do. I know we were gonna do a. Carlos Cologne episode, but we should just do, you know, white people. In, <laughs> I don't want to do, we'll do white people in, in a lot of territories. Well, well, well Flash Fan- Flanagan uh, versus uh, Ricky Banderas. It's like fucking we should do from like the start because yeah, that match is badass. There's lots anyway, of shit. Uh, you, lo- I love uh, Blackwell's Fall Away Samoan Drop. I actually yeah. heard on Samoan. Yeah, well, they the, the 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 they called it something. They called it. Did you hear the commentators? Blockbuster. The blockbuster, right? I was Which like, oh, that's weird. weird. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Totally. That's great. Uh, but I love that, and I'm usually weird on the Simone Drop. Simone Drop is one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. I, uh, but I like it as like a how like a combination judo for a suplex, where it just like get on the fireman's carry and you just get thrown fucking back recklessly. Yeah. And you just. But he, like, actually, because he has the strength and he's certainly the body mass to hold up another man, and then he can <laughs> just throw him back in his foot and it's badass. Yeah, it's He can pull that off. It's a cool variation of, a, of an old classic. Um, so Blackwell does, a, he goes for a top rope splash, because uh, of course he does, and t- Tenry just like, nah, rolls away, big splat. Um and and we get to a finish pretty quick. This is a this is a minor match, obviously, but it's a ton of fun. Uh, Tenryu just pins Bass clean with an O'Connor roll, um, and Ron Bass kicking out like a millisecond after Joe Gucci's hand hits the mat, which is some classic '80s self protection. Uh, that's how these guys were taught. If you got to do a job, then just barely do the job. Um, I, Especially I, on some shit like an O'Connor roll. Yeah, yeah. Uh, hey, it won, it, it won titles back in the day. O'Connor rolls kick ass. It's, yeah. like, it's cool, it's but it's move. like, uh, it's not, uh, it's, it's not like getting, uh, f- fucking, you know, some bullshit like, uh, what's his face? Tombstoning <laughs> Psy off some Dragon Gate bullshit. Yeah, it's not, not it's not Dragon Gate bullshit. Uh, I, I wish we had, uh, singles matches between some of these pairings. I'd love to see Tenry versus Blackwell or Destroyer versus Funk, obviously, but it's really cool to see them um, in this element, having fun. It's pretty loose. Uh, I, this is 13 minutes. Highly recommend it. Anybody? If uh, no, if anybody can find the link to the St. Louis Butch Reed Blackwell match, I've never seen that, and I fucking want to see that match. Uh, that sounds like an amazing match. I just want to watch it. All right, put, put up a call for that. Anybody who's got yeah, that. fuck asses. Fuck, I love both those guys. Butch Reed should have been the first uh black and boy champion. No yeah. offense to Ron Simmons, but but Butch Reed was fucking amazing. That's fair. <laughs> I think the drugs got him like pretty quick, right? Didn't he? Didn't he have a hard time yeah. during the Doom run? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we should do some Doom matches. Um, okay. Smash kicks ass. It's yeah, it's great. Tell. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. 
Um, this is, and then our next match. Our is, last match, uh, main event time. Do you have a date on this? Oh, shit. It's December 63. Yes. December 6th? Yeah. I just want to say that because of significance of that date in, I don't know. Seems fine. Seems fine. That doesn't matter. And this is uh, from JWA. Is that right? Yes. JWA from December 2nd, 1963, actually. Um, this is the Destroyer. His very first match in Japan, if, I, if I'm, or his, his first year in Japan. Um, the most watched pro wrestling match of all time, apparently. Um, this is the Destroyer versus Riki Dozan. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Uh, yes. Uh, it always feels like it should be Rikido Zan. Okay. But it's not. It's Rikido. It's Rikido Zan. It's weird. It's a weird name. It, Rikido Zan. He was Korean. It doesn't matter. Right. So it's, Rikido Zan is the the the, the godfather of uh, of Puroresu. He is the the first major star in Japan. Um, I don't have a, you know I don't have the history of the guy up. But he he is like one of the one of the central figures of of you know what Bruno, Bruno San Martino, um, Pat O'Connor, Luthez, Ricky Dozan. His name deserves to be uh, among those, right? That's fair, right? Of course, yes. I think the only, in fact, I think the only Ricky Dozan match I've seen uh, besides this now, uh, and I think I'd seen this in the past, but I'm not sure, um, was against Pat O'Connor actually. Um, this is black and white footage. Uh, it's it's. I, what, do you know what the, the the venue is here? Do you have any idea? Um, I want to say it's the. It's Hunter Ward Gymnasium, which might not have existed. Uh, no, I think that did exist at the time. Actually, yeah, pre Olympics. Um, because the Budokan was built for the Olympics. Okay. And sixty four. Uh, or it's the sumo hall, or the post World War Two sumo hall. Okay. Um, Before so, they rebuild it in 85. All right. So the, okay. Okay. Uh, the, the first, uh, Ricky Dozon destroyer match was in May of this year of, of 1963. Um, and it was in Tokyo gym, which was, which is all it says here. Um, and this is the rematch. That was a, uh, 28 minutes, 28 minute long, uh, double referee stoppage draw. Um, not sure what that means. <laughs> That's um, cool. Yeah, it sounds, <laughs> it sounds great. Uh, this is black and white footage, but it looks good. Um, it's pretty it has clear. that, or, yeah, it has that TV quality, like, yeah. uh, which is which is kind it of feels very Edward R. Murrow. Yeah, so yeah, Jackie Gleason, that kind of shit. Hell yeah, it's cool looking. I, I, was, uh, I got it in my head that I wanted to watch The Hustler the other day. I, I, it's not on any of the streaming services I have, so I just got to I got to pirate that shit. Um, it's definitely Jackie Gleason, though. Uh, Destroyer is such a fucking pimp. He does like a flat oh, back. Man. He does a flat back during the intros, and then like kips up, which is such a cool thing to do. And then the ref is like explaining the rules to them, and he yells, "I know the rules. You need to tell him the rules. He's the one who needs to be told." Which is super funny. Um, He's so good, and the crowd. And this is a thing, I don't think I thought about this in terms of this match. The crowd is laughing a lot. This mm-hmm. crowd gets this match. This is not some super serious bullshit. 
it's very weird because you would think that this is, and this has always been portrayed as like, oh well, he's, he's the destroyer. He's, no, they are with they, they are with this motherfucker. I mean, they're rooting for Ricky Dozan, of course. Yeah. He's, but they, so he is foreign gaijin heel, but it, it does have an, an air, like an essence of fun to it for sure. He he is a he he is a master working the crowd. He does all the powders at the right time. Yeah, and like he, I mean, that sets the. I mean, you know, powdering like forever is always like the eternal heel move, but that's as sure. a template for uh, foreign heels in Japan forever. And like not just Necro foreign heels, like that's 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 the thing. That is the thing to you know. Taichi, fucking yeah, right. All these guys, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Even in even in the U.S., you know, you what you, you could draw a direct line from from this to Tully Blanchard in the eighties, right? Uh, yeah. So it's always is, fun. It's, it's yeah. I mean, like, like this is like fifty, like stalling. 48, stalling is yeah, great. Forty-eight years later, fucking Necro Butcher versus Manoa Man, same shit. That's and a good match. Cool. That's good. Yeah. There's a plastic bag spot in that match, right? No, 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 not in that. Yeah, there's a ring belt spot and stuff. There's no plastic bag in Manoa Man versus Necro Butcher. Hmm. I don't. Oh. oh, we should watch it. Um, so yeah, the, the opening portions of this feel very much to me like Destroyer leading Ricky Dozan through it. Yes, absolutely. Um, oh, fucking absolutely. Yeah, and I'm not I saying, hate saying that. Yeah, so that's the thing. Ricky Dozan clearly is uh, skilled. Uh, he's also got one of those weird bodies that wouldn't exist today. Yeah, um, a this guy was a sumo and right hasn't been but is still like like he was just like someone picked him out to be a sumo for her reason yeah he's got a sumo heart um he um it does feel like destroyer is at least guiding the pace of this which is interesting he's he's definitely got a a sense of when to do what and how to get the the, the best possible pop at the right time uh but yeah yeah Ricky Dozan's body is really funny looking to me and it just doesn't exist in today's like he's clearly well built right but it's not a thing that exists in today's like very evolved bodybuilding culture uh he's in great shape so does the destroyer but neither has that classic male porn star look that's required to be a, a top star in, in the modern era you know yeah you know i mean who's got that i mean uh mammoth sasuke you know uh hideyoshi kamatane recently yeah there's he's some, like getting, there's some like, pudgies he's getting yeah and they're like this is fucking like barrel built yeah where it's just it's just like and that's what makes sense for wrestling it yeah just, it sounds really stupid but that's what makes fucking sense the, the lateral press you gotta put pressure on the lateral press. Yeah, you, How you do that. You have, have this fucking have a fucking wide chest. ass body. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Have a big chest. No, you're not, yeah, you don't come <laughs> out there built like Magnum. Yeah, well, uh, no offense to Terry Allen, but yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to him. We'll get to him and his body and his uh, incredible chest hair at some point in the future. Um, Wonderful mustache. Yeah. So obviously he doesn't have. Yeah. Uh, we did we do the the mustache rankings on the last show. We did, right? We, we did their pillars. We, we had right. put it. There's a Hase and, and Mochikota. And, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll revisit that. At and some and Van Boyten, yeah. Van Boyten, of course. That's the entire impetus for the whole conversation. Um, so he doesn't have that look, right? They, neither of these ha- guys have that, that, oh, I could jack off to this look. <laughs> um, but well, they, 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 so. I want to talk about the heightened homoeroticism of this era of wrestling. Um, and I think 
maybe it just feels like a bit more romantic, for lack of a better term. Uh, but like the catch grappling, the long sequences of continuous physical contact, uh, the sort of gross looking bodies. People often refer to the 80s as the most homoerotic era of wrestling. Uh, just because it's like the most oil and, you know, big fucking muscles. Um, uh, but I feel like the footage we have from the 60s and 70s, maybe because it's spoke, like more smoky, like real, real fucking smoky. <laughs> Smokiest shit you've ever seen. Um, it's more sparse, there's not as much of it. Um, it feels like some, like, real cruising ass motherfuckers going for a tumble, you know? Yeah. I'll, I'll <laughs> get, you know, here's an idea for you. The 80s is like your cishet idea of homoeroticism. Yes, yes, the 60s of and 70s is your, you know, you're like, no, is your, no, this is the real shit. Yeah. This is like your, uh. Yeah, the, the, the mainstream version of, of, uh, the, the, the gay porn star and, and it, it's very much the, I guess it's also the Terry Allen, but it's, it's largely the Hulk Hogan, you know, and. Yes. And I, I think there's something, here that doesn't exist after it, uh, or, you know, not up through the early eighties or so. Um, I think it peaked with world of sport. Um, and then leading of course into Parat and Kampf, which is the most BDSM ass shit I've ever seen. And not to get to the Holzerman, but I've watched my share of BDSM, um, as a curious young adult. And, uh, Parat and Kampf is the natural evolution of this, this proto homoeroticism in wrestling. Uh, go watch Parat and Kampf if you haven't seen it. It's a badass match and you can jerk off to it if you want. Um, anyways, Destroyer has a great dropkick. <laughs> Destroyer has a great dropkick. He has a fucking great dropkick. <laughs> oh man. I mean, this is, I mean, we saw, like, we got a good range of him. Yeah. Um, he would have been. 32 in this match, yeah. Yeah. It's not thought yes. that's your pre- physical prime, but I mean, he's still like a big dude. He's still like, he's not, he's not fucking Hercules, you know, fucking Banana Sanga or whatever. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I, I can't, one of the, one of the little speed of sounds guys. Okay, okay, yeah. Hercules Sanga. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's, I think it's important to, uh, to recognize the way he moves is, uh, it's in conflict with the way he looks. And I think that's always a lot of fun. Um, he gets the pin on the first fall with a, you know, classic extra help from the ropes for, for leverage. Uh, everybody and their brother comes in to tell the ref, uh, but it doesn't matter because you couldn't throw a red flag onto the field in the sixties and they probably didn't even have instant replay yet. So, you know, it's, that's the fall. That's how it goes. And then Ricky Dozan, uh, begins the second fall, uh, more aggressively, <laughs> Uh, just wants to kick Destroyer's ass, and, uh, so I don't have a whole lot written down in the second fall, uh, except for that it ends when Ricky Dozan, uh, literally knife, knife edge chops Destroyer in the chin. Oh, it's fucking <laughs> great, yeah, that's fucking badass, he just fucking levels, I mean, it's fucking, he looks like he goes right for the front, it's so cool. Yeah, it's... That was great. Not <laughs> enough no knife edge chops to parts that aren't the chest, parts of the body that aren't the chest, because that is a cool move that you can really, you do it to the arm, you do it, like, do it to a limb, uh, do it to the side of the, of the neck, there's a lot of, just like, fuck, karate chops kick ass, have you seen Roadhouse? It, it's fantastic. Yeah, it looks fucking, you do it, and you just seem like a goddamn pissed off motherfucker, you're, you're a maniac, you seem, like, you seem like this isn't, like, like a knife edge chop, edge chop to the chest, whatever, is just, 
it's it's not road, but it's like it's what you do. It's routine. It's what it's yeah. It's flair. It's We've like, seen it. Yeah, if someone hits you, if you just go off on someone and start hitting them in the neck with yeah. a knife edge chop, or yeah. the, or like or it's one of the reasons Kobashi pu- is a legend. Yeah, because he would some- do that. It's it's like it's Hachisaro punch and and Felino ganging up on Cranio and punching him in the thigh. It's like yeah, it seems I, like I love that. Fu- <laughs> that. It's just attacking a part of the body that doesn't get any attention. You know, I yeah, love it. It's just like it's just like it's some like on the edge shit where it's like fuck you. I'm like I'm a real asshole or yeah. I, I'm all, or like in this case where Kadozan is is baby face. It's like you, it's you retaliation. Yeah, exactly. It's retaliation. It's I gotta level this no matter what. Yeah, I'm gonna hit you in the throat with a baseball bat. It's time to it's work. Badass. It's time to work. Um, so yeah, uh, between falls, destroy your drinks from a glass bottle uh, and <laughs> spits it out. And I was like, I, I thought it was a beer at first. I, I I knew it was water, but it it's yeah. an element of just being like, eh, fuck it. Yeah, do they have plastic yet in 64? Like, did, did it exist? I mean, I guess there's that famous line in The Graduate uh, where the guy at the party tells, like, a young Dustin Hoffman that plastics are the future. Um, so I guess plastics did exist then, but Destroyer only drinks from fully recyclable canteens, bottles, and cups. I mean, I just I just don't think someone... It just seems like less likely to have that around. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and so, the third fall, um, you get uh, Destroyer sitting on the middle rope, begging off, um, and Ricky Dozan gives him another sick knife-edge chop, and he just chops him through the ropes, and Destroyer just tumbles backwards to the floor. Um... And then he takes another. This man was never afraid to fucking bump his ass. No, off. yeah, and he takes another wild backwards, like over the top to the floor bump. Um, that would look that like could happen in a modern Royal Rumble match, and you'd be like, "Oh shit, that was that's like that looked dangerous." These matches are dangerous. <laughs> like it kicks ass. Um, and I don't know. Uh, I don't like. I, like I said, I don't have a ton of notes on this. It's it's more of a more of a, a vibe that you get from this. It's weird because it's something you could break down spot by spot, but each, but then you'd be like, like well, that seems sort of like nothing. It's like in, contextually, yeah. something kicks a lot of fucking ass. Yeah. It's like, it's not, nobody is going, no, nobody's getting thrown off of racks, bar, and billiards. Uh, but at the same time, you'll just see something like a neck breaker or yeah. a chopper, like clubbing blows to the back, and you'll be like, Fucking yeah. Well, it's funny you yeah. mentioned Racks Bar and Billiards, um, because the finish of this match, not, I'm, I don't, if you're listening to this, just go watch the match, whatever. We're gonna talk about finishes, that's what we're gonna do always. Um, the finish of this match is Ricky Dozan doing a high angle backdrop to Destroyer on the floor. I, like yeah, the, holy shit. <laughs> a legitimate neck bump. Um, like this is, it's, it's not a Dr. Death backdrop driver, but it's not far away from that either. Um, but 1960 fucking it might as yes. well be yeah it, this is the 1963 equivalent to Zandig giving Nick Mondo the mother effing bomb off of a third story roof this is the uh, if the crowd would have started chanting holy shit right there in english i would have been like okay sure that makes sense that all makes sense to me um it it is awesome um it's a great finish it's a count out finish and uh you know, one of the one of the I guess the most watched match of all time is that is that right? Because I've seen different things um, about this. 
I've seen like highest rated segment in TV. Segment okay. might not be the like hour or something. Like the overall, like in like figures that are like where it's like transcendent of wrestling, no matter what. Yeah, like, yeah, like, like where it's like uh, half the people in the country were watching this on this. Night. Yeah, um, shit like that, where it's like this was everything. Yeah, uh, d- this uh, is d- why Scott. Um, it's the match that drew the second highest TV rating in Japanese wrestling history and perhaps the largest in terms of number of viewers. Um, I guess because before that, uh, Lou Fez versus Ricky Dozan in 57 drew a, a bigger TV rating, uh, the all time record. Um, but yeah, this is like, this is among the most important matches to ever happen in the country. Um, it's, it's so cool that we have it, you know, um, I, it's prototypical. Uh, I mean, you can draw a line. That's the thing about destroyer, right? Is you can draw a line, uh, from what he does here to so many different things. Uh, you can draw it directly to fucking Zack Sabre Jr. If you want, um, Maestro Lucha world of sport shit. Um, you know, 2010s evolve grapple fuck there daniel Macabe said this is his favorite wrestler of all time um i'm sure timothy thatcher um is a fan you know like this is the kind of down and dirty fucking mat work shit that you you only get um from this era and everything after is sort of a a, a pale imitation even even though a lot of it's very good um I, I love world of sport um i love maestro lucha who doesn't but it's all kind of just aping on this. It's perfecting a style that that he didn't create, but on a on a mainstream platform, where else are you going to get a, a weird looking guy doing, you know, ten different counters to a hammerlock? Like, and then you add in things like his absurd pace, his abs. Just disgusting, repugnant. Why are you doing that to yourself? Bumping, you know, the the charisma, the barking to the crowd, the way he plays. I mean, Chris Hero is still doing that shit. If I mean Kevin fucking Owens, he's trying he, like, if, and he does that shit. You think like, shut the fuck up, fat boy. Hmm. You would never tell Dick Perry to shut the fuck up. You would say, keep doing it. I would yeah. watch this dude read out the phone book from the circuit design match, right? Like, this is like, he's so charismatic, and he has the crowd throughout, like, all of this. He is, excluding the the six-man, which is such an, which really is a testament to how goddamn over Terry Funk was, and also the fact that the Destroyer was willing to just sort of, like, yeah, I'll put a heel. Like, of course, why wouldn't I? Yeah, yeah, they they love me, but they love you more right now, because you are it. Um, He's a very giving wrestler, I feel like. Um, leads yeah and he let he doesn't he doesn't get shown up but he doesn't he he clearly i mean makes his opponent look just as good as he is i mean you get like that head in the rickadozan match you get that head scissor spot but you get the the mini pile driver spike as he tries to counter out of it which is one of the always eternally one of the best spots ever right always a good spot right yeah, oh, definitely, definitely. I love that. And you're like, yeah, fuck yeah, it's just so, it's so good. It's so natural. This is the most natural shit. This is templatic. It truly is. It sounds dumb, but it's like, this is, 
the root of so much of what is like everywhere, everywhere. Everything that came after it. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and not just, you know, not just him, but Ricky Dozen too. Um, it's, it's very much this, the, every, every single thing that you love about Japanese pro wrestling can, can be traced back to this and so many other types of wrestling too. Um, so yeah, uh, Dick Beyer, right? What else can we say? Do you have any, anything that you want to touch on before we, before we wrap this up? Um, not particularly. It's just sort of, just that overwhelming feeling of like, of like the significance. Cause it's like, that's the thing we like said this before. It's like, could we do this justice? So it's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, it doesn't really matter. I think that's, the thing of it is that I feel like the more, I, the more I watch, I, like I watch him do things and I, it's like, imagine him being like pissed off that we didn't, like not in a million years. This is like the, this is like, it's like the nicest guy. He, he would love like, us for recording this. Um, he just seems like he would just be like, oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. He, I don't know if he would do a hell yeah. <laughs> I don't think he would do a hell yeah, but I bet he would, um, I bet he would write, uh, to Deathmatch Pod from Destroyer on a t-shirt if he was still around. And it sucks that we can't have him do that. Because I'd get us two, and we'd both, we'd hang them in our, in our, uh, our respective disgusting, uh, I'm in a basement and you're in your apartment, and they're both disgusting, and it would look great on our wall right behind us. Um, unfortunately we can't do that, because he died a week ago. Um, but this motherfucker was Santa Claus at hospitals and homes for the mentally disabled children. Like, that, the, it's, it's important. I'm glad we did this. Um, I don't know if we did it justice, uh, but one of the main goals of this show, right, is to get, uh, people who might not watch a certain thing to watch a certain thing. Um, if you're going to get anything out of this, go watch Destroyer versus the Spirit. It's one of the weirdest, coolest matches I've ever seen. Um, and, you know, go buy a fucking mask. They're 20 bucks. If I buy us masks, can we record in masks? You can pretend. Oh, yeah. Just say, just say hell yeah. We just <laughs> I did say hell yeah. I laughed. Yeah. I said hell yeah. Yeah. Um, it's <laughs> what we do is an examination, and it's like we have to. It's like we don't have to examine everything, but it's like this is worth examining because it's yeah. fucking. It fits. There's some gross shit in there, but you know what? It's a heart. A gold, yeah, covered in gross. Yeah, it's it's not about yeah, it's it's not about uh, being comprehensive. It's not about doing a history lesson. Um, it's about talking about what this shit makes us feel, and is it, that's whatever you could say that's pretentious, but that's become sort of the um, the the consistent theme uh, from from show to show is that we've we've. Noticed how much, as we get a little older, um, this stuff makes us feel things that we didn't expect wrestling to make us feel, you know, um, beyond just making us want to throw up because the guy is cutting his fucking head open. Um, it, it, it's, it taps into something, um, that is something you can't get other places, you know? And, uh, this footage is old and it's, smoky and it's it's really special and i'm really glad we did this um like i said i think i think he uh would just like to be recognized uh, i'm sure there's a, a 
50 other podcasts who have done an episode about the destroyer in the past week i don't think any of any of them talked about uh <laughs> destroyer's unknown status as a bdsm legend yeah none of them have fully examined how much that ref fucking loved touching asses that's right loved ass so much he loved <laughs> men's ass that's right that's right um destroyer dick buyer uh, thank you for being uh, a weird unique uh special figure and influencing everything that came after you um thanks it's a tariff. Yeah, you know <laughs> Wrinkly old balls. Wrinkly old balls. <laughs> Wrinkly old balls. Recipe stick. Yeah, there you go. That's good. Yeah.